So I love Microsoft. They're coming after you, Steve. <laughs> they will. Well, back in the day, there was a guy named Mike Rowe. Not the famous Mike Rowe, but another Mike Rowe. And he had a software company. So he called his software company Mike Rowe. Mike has his first name. Rowe is his last name. Soft. Mm-hmm. They shut his ass down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even though it was his own name. <laughs> Hell, yeah. They will it's, the way, it's the way of the world, Steve. Try to buy a Microsoft, any any Microsoft uh, branded domain name on the internet and see what happens. Oh, yeah. No, that ain't happening. It's not good. Not happening. Uh, Steve, you ready to uh, ready start this shit tonight, buddy? Got my little Bigfoot voice recorder ready to go. For I mean, maybe I use that one for ghosts. Oh, okay. Well, for now, I, for now, I need you to mute. Oh. You know. So we can start There's the no show. mute button on this thing. Uh, there is on your new Yeti, though. Once a week. Three laddies come together from distant lands to talk about big feet, Martians, ghosts, time travel, chupacabras, and the Sweetwater legend. I think we're all huge fans of the Sweetwater legend. This is the 40th Slip with your host, Chris York. Say no to Quaaludes? Fuck no. Wait a minute. No. Co-host. Steve Alcorn. I've been Can I, like, take a break? Shut my camera off? Go yeah, yeah. Lunch. And sometimes special guest, Matt Knapp. They Accept it for what it is and just watch it and enjoy it. They don't know who you are. They don't know what you want. If you're looking for entertainment, you may have come to the wrong podcast. But what they do have is a very particular set of skills. No cows were harmed in the making of this incident. We often wish that your relationship went much like that of the pregnancies. <laughs> I thought that was a reference to everything being green. Yeah, sure you did. Carry on, gentlemen. I'm going to do something else for a little while. Wow, Steve, would you like us to stop the program so you continue to do your shit? You're about to witness the strength of creep knowledge. Good evening. Happy fucking Halloween, everybody. Well, a couple days early. This is the 40 and Slip episode 104. Halloween decorations for for Steve. Yeah, we're gonna put a few on your in your front yard, Steve, of these Halloween decorations. The ones we will be talking about tonight. Hmm. I gotta get rid of a couple. I gotta get rid of a couple of bodies, Steve. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I figure we'll hang them in your yard. No one will know. Nope. They'll think it's a normal week. It'd be like a normal week for you anyway, right? Yeah, my house used to be a meth house. So, yeah. Oh, 
You didn't know that? I think I did. I think you might have told me. Was it a, was it, obviously it like got busted at some point. At some point, sure. Not while I was here. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. not currently, nor has it been since I've been here. For the record. It was like Walter White was there with fucking Jesse. You ever done any uh, digging in the backyard? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I have. With a metal detector? With a metal detector, yeah. yeah. Find anything good? No. No. Nope. Not a thing. That's too bad. <clears throat> Will a metal detector pick up the little strips? <clears throat> the little strips know. of what now? The little strips, the little... The little strips that are in money. I don't think so, no. No? Then you should probably just try digging. Yeah, just dig it all up. You know, I have to dig up the whole backyard just in case. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you want to make sure, Steve. <clears throat> have you ever seen what they do when they make all kinds of money when they're selling drugs? No. There's money everywhere. Yeah, you got it all in your walls. You got yeah. it in your plumbing. You've got it in your backyard, your garage, your attic. No, it's probably it would have been found if it was in your attic. Because they they can't. The, the problem is is that they can't uh, launder it fast enough, Steve. So, so they the only to... place I wouldn't find it would be the washing machine. See what I did there? <laughs> what? You said they couldn't launder it. No, no, no. I know where he was going. Uh, he said washing machine. Yeah, no, 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 no. Bad, Steve. No donut. Mm. I try. No, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you fucking don't. <clears throat> so, um, I was hoping, Matt, that by the time that we did the show tonight, that one KT had finished watching Eli. However, uh, she's only halfway. Well, you know, she's a busy girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> So while I can talk about it, I can't give too much away because I can talk about the first half. <laughs> I can't ruin it. But what a fucking cool horror movie! Yeah, I thought I, I seriously, um, to be honest, it got to one point in the movie, and I was like, "What is this? Like another Ari Aster fucking film?" Yeah, you know, because it was just. I'm like, where are they fucking going with this? You know, what? what's the angle? What's the, um, you know, what's the end game? And um, <coughs> damn, that was a good hit. Ah. Well, well, the thing that got me without giving anything away was the one point where you think they've done a reveal. Yes. And yeah. you're like, ah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he fucking and like then, oh. oh. <laughs> um and uh you know, I like the whole premise. So the 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 movie starts out as a kid, he's like a bubble boy. <clears throat> They're keeping him inside uh plastic enclosures. He's got to wear like clothing to go outside because anytime he goes outside or out into the open air, he like starts having like lesions and it feels like his skin's on fire and etc 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 so they're taking him to this uh hospital this private hospital uh, to be looked at by this specialist doctor who knows uh about his condition 
and has treated other people successfully. Um, and then when they get there, it all kind of gets weird. Um, and like I said, totally not what I was thinking. I, they, they took a fucking left turn, Clyde, that I was not expecting at all with this movie. And that's why I was very much like, uh, is this an Ari Aster film? Like, is this going to be like an Ari Aster type ending to this yeah. fucking thing? And and it, it definitely had that uh, new type of horror film feel. Yeah, for sure that's been going on lately. Um, it's a completely new way that they make uh, horror movies, which I like. Um, it's actually, uh, I think it's been nothing but good for the genre. Yeah. Um, there's a movie I watched just recently called the heretics. Have you seen that one? Not yet. That's one you should watch on Netflix. Watch that one. So we can talk about that one. That uh, woman gets uh she gets abducted and she gets put through a ritual but she wakes up the next morning and escapes years later years later she gets abducted again damn it and this guy is telling her he has to keep her safe until sun sunrise and it's a fucking great movie I really enjoyed that one. And I think you will too. I've been meaning to watch that one with my son, but when you had mentioned Eli to me and I watched the trailer, I was like, I have to watch this first. Yeah. Um, because he'll like he'll like that. And he did. He thought he thought it was great. I thought it was great. It used <clears throat> a lot of uh <clears throat> I don't know what to call them, uh gimmicks and like jump scares that we've seen before. But they still worked in this movie the way that they well, executed. They the did movie. them a little differently. Like I, I liked the whole, um, and and they show it up in the trailer, like the flashlight down the hallway scene. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of scenes that they did with some mirrors, um, right. which were really good, very very well done. Like how you know all of a sudden he would see something and then he wouldn't, and then he would. And it just it, it just added to the whole creepy factor of the movie. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed the uh, the way the way they implemented the horror of that movie. And then and then at the end, you know, God, that fucking end scene. <laughs> it's without, amazing. Without, without telling anybody anything, the end scene to that movie is just like it's such a fucking reversal. <clears throat> like turn around like oh fuck you seriously yeah. like it's hard to pay attention to the big reveal that's going on because of the other shit that's taking place right <laughs> it, it's yeah, like it, you know watching avengers endgame it's the final battle you know, <laughs> you're like oh look there's nova no wait <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it was a, a very well executed movie i thought so um but yeah check out the heretics I think you'll like that. Um, and I haven't usually around this time of year, I watch Halloween and I haven't yet. <clears throat> uh, those are staples. Here. Yeah. I usually will watch Halloween and Halloween too. At some point. I just like, love I'm, those two films. I'm completely okay with it. <laughs> but like Leslie is like into like, 
the old Halloweens, the old Nightmare on Elm Streets. Um, unfortunately, yeah. Hocus Pocus, <laughs> which gets put on constant rotation. It's probably mm-hmm. viewed daily at this point. Hmm. Um, but she likes those older, you know, movies too that I like. So right. they always get watched during the month of October over and over again. But you know what surprised me is this year on the internet, on the interwebs, you've got the Halloween series, and then you've got that shitball film season of The Witch. Right. The one that doesn't fit in with the story. You know, it's just kind of inserted in there because, (coughs) you know, problems they had behind the scenes. Everybody on the internet is really pushing that movie as like, Oh, it's a great movie. It's one of the best horror movies ever. And like, you know, it's better than the Halloween series. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Season of the witch? Yeah. It, like they're are now they, are they are they doing it as a gag? No, no. <laughs> There's I, I don't know a new generation of horror fan. Like, I, I don't know what to say. Just people are pushing that movie really as being like some horror masterpiece. I don't see Season of the Witch as a horror masterpiece at all. No. I see it as a bag of dog shit. Yeah. I mean, they make they make the, these amazing two movies about this Michael Myers character. You know, they, they, they literally create this demon of a, of a human being. And then they make Season of the Witch, which has nothing to do with Michael Myers. Like it just it, it it's it's a it, it is a total deviation from the storyline. It's not even a deviation from the story. It's not even in the same fucking universe, as far as I'm concerned. No, no. I've like read the backstory on it, you know, a couple times, and it was just a bunch of screwed up things with the production company and using the name of the movie, and you know, just weird stuff. Right, which happened a lot back then, where yeah. where companies uh, got the rights to movies and would just completely change everything yeah which thankfully they kind of do but don't do (laughs) anymore yeah spider-man isn't a half spider half man Mm. still you know your neighborhood friendly spider-man right yeah so i i but i i've been watching a lot of newer horror which i've been enjoying and that surprised me because for the longest time I couldn't watch any horror at all. <clears throat> couldn't do it. It got pretty still for a long time. And the storylines weren't work. Nothing was working. Like your standalone horror movies weren't working. Your franchise horror movies, they were working for the people that um, needed to have them. You know, the people mm-hmm. that are just that they, they 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 live, sleep, eat, breathe that shit. Right. <clears throat> you know, those people loved it still. <clears throat> but, you know, I, I lost such interest after I can't remember when somewhere in the 90s. I was just like, really? Yeah, fuck this. This is stupid. And I know when I watched the Blair Witch, I was like what did I just watch? Cause I didn't like everybody was saying, this is a great thing. I don't see it. I thought it was magnificent. I see the Blair, Witch. I did not like it at all. And then they came out with the new one 
uh, just like a few years ago. Um, and it's about his, her brother looking for him for her. And it's such a better movie. It it's, it's done so well. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, he finds like a YouTube video online and he sees his sister in the video that somebody found out like in the middle of the woods or something. And then he goes looking for, her. but it was, it definitely kept my attention the whole time, but yeah, I did. I didn't really like the first Blair Witch and I was psyched for it too. Like watching all the stuff on TV that they had about it. I thought it was real. I was one of those people. Wow. So did I. I was like, Oh, this is real. Because I, you know, I had been into the paranormal and everything growing up, and like, uh, an incident happened where I was actually in the hospital, <laughs> in ICU, and like heavily drugged when the Blair Witch came out in theaters. Oh yeah. So then, whenever I got into a, a regular hospital room, I had access to a television again. And, you know, they're promoting the crap out of the Blair Witch. And I was like, oh, that came out. Like, I have to see it whenever I get out of here. So, like, I was confusing in my head the Blair Witch with the Bell Witch story. Right. Which which is what they wanted you to do. Right. So, I was like, you know, this is a real thing, <laughs> you know. And uh, so, I went to the theaters and my friend took me and we sat on the front, like, neck break row. Yeah. And I was loaded out of my mind on purposes. <coughs> I mean, I I had just had like chest tubes removed less than a week prior. <laughs> and like literally had like bandages wrapped around my torso. Like I should not have been out of the house. <laughs> yeah, but I went and watched this movie, movie and like I sat there. I don't even think I blinked the entire movie. <laughs> the crowd no, leaves. No, that's physically impossible. Thanks for debunking that claim, Steve. So, like, the theater empties, you know, the credits roll, the, the lights come back up, we're the only people in there, and I'm just, like, still sitting there. And I turn and I look at my friend, and I said, why the fuck did you let me watch this movie? Because, like, <laughs> I was just, like, blown, you know? Like, holy shit. Like, why isn't there a huge manhunt going on? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Someone needs to find these people. Yeah. I was uh I was working at uh Humpty Dumpty at the time, which is a um uh it was a potato chip company in southern Maine. Um they no longer exist in Maine, they're owned by a Canadian company now and they went bankrupt. But uh as um I was working with a, a guy that I'd work with there and he and I were notorious for like blowing our blowing through our roots in a, in a short amount of time. Like we would just, especially if they put the two of us together. And I, at the time I was what they called a utility guy. Um, so they would like either, if they didn't have a route for me to cover, they would send me out to help people. So whenever they would send me out to help Chris, his name was Chris too. Um, we would be done so early in the day because he would just be like, oh, meet me here. We'll, uh, you know, meet me at the house. We'll leave your car at the house. We'll be done by well before now. <clears throat> so it was one of those days and he, we were getting close to the end of the day. He's like, uh, dude, I picked up the Blair Witch. You want to watch it? 
I'm like, yeah, sure. I never, you know, it was huge. So I didn't watch it in the theaters. So he picked it up on DVD. So we went back and watched it on his big screen TV. And I just, I, I just wasn't really impressed. It was okay. Like I wasn't just imp- totally blown away by everybody, like everybody else was by it. And um, no, I, 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 I was just at the end of it. I was just like, what? Huh? Who? Why is he standing in the corner? <laughs> that might, would, it su- would it surprise you to know that I have never seen the Blair Witch? Um, no. No, it wouldn't surprise me at all, Steve. Would I have not never surprise seen it. me. It surprises me whenever, movie he did. whenever you see anything, whenever you're like, oh, Chris, I've seen that. I'm like, oh, must have seen that other, other movie he did with Bobcat Goldthwait. What other movie? Wasn't he the one who did that one? Um, y- no. Was that um, him, Matt? I'm pretty sure it was. I don't know if that was the producer or the director. I don't know. Well, somebody involved with Blair Witch did it. Yeah, I think you are correct. I'm I'm right about something. Nice. See, well, the Willow Creek movie is very similar to the Blair Witch. It, that, it was that, a, it's that it horseshit type of movie. And I, if you ask me, I think Willow Creek was done better than the Blair Witch. That's my personal opinion, but really? it's still, I didn't. I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it maybe a little more, but not not by much than the Blair Witch. Matt, wasn't the the Willow Creek? Wasn't that? Uh, didn't the Blair Witch guy have something to do with that? He's uh, googling. No. no, I thought he did. No, I had I to look up the name of the movie that the Blair Witch guy did. He did exist, which is a Bigfoot movie. Okay. Oh, that's right. Maybe that's what I'm getting. And Willow Creek was just Bobcat by himself. But he did do it in the found footage style, which the Blair Witch guy created. Exist. Isn't that the one where the guy like goes out in the woods to find him? I think so. After his girlfriend gets killed or something? Yeah. That one's kind of cool. I think there's a cabin involved, maybe? Mm-hmm. I've watched it, but it's been like a long time. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. There's it's a, there's very few of those movies that I can enjoy, and I can't remember what the fuck that one's called now. <clears throat> but I know it's a the guy goes out of the woods, and it's after he he survives the attack, and then he goes back out. Um. And they at the end of it, they tried to make it out to be like they were gonna make like a trilogy of them or something, or like a series of movies. <clears throat> That's all I remember. But other than that, that's all I got. This new microphone has shiny lights. (laughs) Steve, stop talking when Matt's trying to speak. I can't hear him. Damn you. Which also recently uh, did like a video game. Oh, yes. Mm. Yes, it did. And uh, it had a shit ending. (laughs) Oh, it had a shit ending? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was just, you know, a bunch of walking around, you know, jump scares and things like that. But, like, towards the end, they just had you, like, running through this maze that's just inside this house for, like, the last good 30, 45 minutes. Richard Allen's a bag of shit. Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) He's just, like, running through this house, and you're like, okay. (laughs) He says, it's a bloody walking simulator. (laughs) It is. 
Look, me and Richard agreed on a video game. I know, right? Uh, fucking, we should like mark this on the calendar. <laughs> Dear God. Have you ever I, been scared by a video game? Me? Oh, fuck yeah. Resident Evil. PlayStation. Was it Resident Evil or Resident Evil 2? I can't remember which one. But the, the, the first fucking jump scare in that, of course it fucking got me. Yeah. I've heard, uh, What's but the, before the, the that, told, one. before that, I've and I've told the story. Uh, that's the one I think uh, that I will always remember as the thing that scared me, um, because I wasn't. It wasn't because I was on drugs, but the one that really got me was when I was on mushrooms. Was Doom? Oh, Doom Two. Was the Cyber Demon? Dead Space. That game's supposed to be really scary. Yeah, some. I think my son was talking to me about Dead Space. I've never played it, but I've heard that that one's a really good one. Yeah, Richard says that Dead Space is scary as hell. <clears throat> so, and uh, like, it's kind of crazy that there's a whole like genre of video games that are dedicated to horror. Oh yeah, and they and and the the way they make them now. Yeah, because like we had like Nintendo had like Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> you know. Whoa, 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 whoa! How dare you? Uh, as a horror game. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like we grew up with, you know, the introduction of video games, and like they did not make the same style games that. They well, I was, uh, you know, I was a, a wicked horror fan when I was a kid, and when Friday the Thirteenth the video game came, I was like, I have to play this. I have to check this out. And then when I played it, I was like, What is this? Yeah. What What is this game? My cousin got it, and I was so stoked to go over and, like, you know, see it. And I got over there and watched him play. I'm just like, huh? What are we playing? <laughs> it was it was god-awful. Yeah. God-awful. Um, but, yeah, Resident Evil, I think it was on the original PlayStation. Um, there's a scene when you're going down the hallway, and some I think something comes in through the window or something. Um, maybe down off of the ceiling. But the way they, uh, the way they did it, as you're walking along... And then they take over the perspective, but it's so quick that it happens that it it takes you, um, and it and it caught me, um, but yeah, before that it would have been when I was on mushrooms watching the uh, playing the cyber demon level, um, but that wasn't you know naturally from the game that was from the drugs, uh, um, other than that, there's been a few other ones. My son's been my son was showing me uh alien isolation yeah he says and I, I i liked what i saw and he says that that is one of his favorite horror genre video games he loves it so it, it's definitely big and it's big with a younger generation of of uh kids you know not just us you know looking back on it, right. it, it it's amazing how uh all-encompassing this stuff has become yeah, and that there are people who to who totally thought, yeah, I'll, we'll never sell video games to 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 women or to young girls or anything like that. And now, like, there's humongous markets for that too. Yeah, it's huge. It, it, it it's it's you know everybody plays them, and the the horror genre market of video games, you know, has become huge, especially with the way they can do them nowadays. You know, nowadays you get a, 
it's way more of an immersive experience. And now they have VR. Right. The the horror video games that are going to come out for VR are going to be they're going to blow your fucking mind. I'm sure. I mean, there's already you know streamers playing some that will do like you know scare nights or whatever you know and like if you like donate it makes like a huge loud scream on their end that will make them jump while they're playing the vr game right <laughs> so you can try to like scare the piss out of the person streaming the video game mm-hmm. and like i've seen streamers just like turn games off because they were too afraid or like just like couldn't go forward anymore you know because they were the anticipation of being scared like kept them from playing the game <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you can get sensory overload too. Like that's a that's a thing that happens. Oh, it happened to me with uh, the original Nintendo. As soon as I got one, uh, one of the games I got was uh, <coughs> Wizards and Warriors. Oh yeah, and I played that game for hours and went to bed and couldn't get it out of my head. Yep, and I had to like run to the bathroom and puke my guts out. I played a game, and now I've to for the life of me, I cannot remember what the name of the game was, but it was a take on uh, Space Invaders, but it was different. Um, it was it was way more involved, and the creatures above you changed. Um, and I played that game and played that game, and I played it so much that my thumb when i was done i i I, it was so cramped i couldn't move my fucking hand and i i just i played it until i beat it and like much like you were saying it just was it 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 was like it was burned into my fucking retina yeah i couldn't get it out of my head and you know that was back in the days of you know the the pixels on the screen were so huge (laughs) that you know, they would literally burn if you left your TV on and left things on for too long. You'd burn the shit into the screen. Yeah. And you know, just staring at that for long periods of time, this is these same shapes over and over and yeah, over. Extreme again. radiation. <laughs> and then that game that I'm talking about, it was one of those Atari games where they started adding like the uh, the multicolored shit mm-hmm. to the <clears throat> to the graphics. So it wasn't just that uh, dead, solid color stuff. The the white pixel. (laughs) Right. And I just, oh, my eyes were just like, by the time I was done, because I was playing it in a dark room, and you just have all this stuff like flashing on the screen. I'm just like fucking, ah! By the time I was done. But yeah, they, they were always trying to like perfect that horror genre video game. And at this point in time, I think uh, now, like I was saying, with the with the uh, with the invention of virtual reality, I think that's where your horror games are going to explode eventually. When they figure it all out, they're going to yeah. explode. I mean, that um, game Watch Dogs mm-hmm. uh, about hacking and stuff. You know, they I don't know if they were the first to do it, but I know they were probably the first to successfully do it. Where yeah. they integrated like your smartphone into the game, so oh, you would cool. get like messages and stuff on your phone. Uh, I think that's going to be a big part of it in the future. Yeah, you know, on the uh, secret show uh, that you recorded recently. Yeah, 
Uh, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about that oh, yeah. since it's a yeah. secret it's show. It's a secret. Yeah. Um, it's a secret I don't show. know if we were talking about it on the air or if it was afterwards. I, it was afterwards, I'm sure. But we were talking about headphones. Yep. And we were talking about, I, I brought up the idea of like customized headphones to an individual's listening pattern. You know? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So on Facebook the other day, <laughs> <coughs> I saw an ad for a new set of headphones that does exactly that. They stole your idea. With their app, it will custom tune the headphones to your to your rate. listening. You take like a sound test on their app, <clears throat> and it automatically tunes the headphones. No shit. Yeah. So somebody's gonna get rich off of it. I was just a little too late. God damn. But it. I think stuff like that. I is, you know the new Apple Watch can like uh, detect you know changes in heart rhythm. And like supposedly, like one lady's life was already saved, like prevented a stroke because of right. Her Apple I, I Watch. Heard about that, yeah. I think all of that stuff is going to step over and be integrated into the video game, or it's probably not even going to be called video games anymore. You know, it's going to be called like you know virtual oh, it's gonna be entertainment an Im- it's gonna or something. Be a, an immersive experience, right? Is because what it's going to be. They already have like choose your own adventure games. You know, they have for a while now. So the idea that, you know, we used to dream of of kids of having movies that you're actually in is, I mean, a week away, you know, like. Well, yeah, in in relative terms, yes. Right, right. Absolutely. And and nowadays, like, we, we had, like, choose-your-own-adventure books, dude. Mm, now we have choose-your-own-adventure choose games. You have choose-your-own-adventure video games. Like the 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 way this stuff has expanded, <clears throat> and like and it's it's crazy. Like I, I play a lot of video games, and the amount of choose your own adventure video games, and I'm not talking that these are uh, video games; these are books. Choose, they're basically it's a choose your own adventure yeah. book, but it's set up like a video game, so you play it on your computer. There's tons of them. Yeah, where your choices dictate the outcome of the game, and it will one be of the, I, I have your choices. I have one that was uh, made by Steve Jackson. Steve Jackson's game. Steve Jackson games. He did like Munchkin, uh, Car Wars. Uh, he's done a bunch of other cool shit. Zombie Dice. Um, but I I, I have one uh, by him. It's called like House of Hell or something. Where you like roll, you don't roll up a character, but you like roll some like ability scores for your little character before you start, and then you go through the uh, choose your own adventure book, and it is pretty fucking cool. Well, I mean, like you know, Red Dead Redemption Two, you know, based on how you live your life, there's a number of different endings you could get. Oh yeah, they, they, yeah. They, how people totally change storyline by your choices. Yeah, which they started to do a little bit in uh, Grand Theft Auto Four. Right. Yeah, but and that and what they're going to be able to do with that stuff, Matt? Holy shit! That's what I'm saying. Whenever they start integrating, you know, the smartphones and the, and the watches and everything else, VR. Mm-hmm. And get all of that stuff synced together at the same time, where a video game can detect an increase in heart rate, and you know, say like, okay, this is a good time to scare them. You know, 
Right. Or or when we are able to get those fucking body suits like they had in Ready Player One. Right. <laughs> or now we're just the game. Yeah, now we're in the game. And they got the fucking treadmills and the whole fucking high yards. I mean, that was one of the things uh, in the game that I was watching being played recently, the horror game, where it was like, if you stood in the dark too long, uh, your insanity level increased, which would cause you to see more shit. Or if you paused where like you didn't move forward, you know, um, and you just kind of stood there for too long, uh, it would cause a jump scare of some kind of ghost would come after you or something to get you to keep going. And then that's where it's gonna go. Yeah, I'm. I'm telling you, like these. Uh, do they do like haunted hayrides where you live? Oh yeah. Okay, of so they, they they have these fucking things everywhere. I remember when they first fucking started, and they and they you know they weren't like all over the place, but these you know these rides became this fucking whole experience. Like they put on these whole productions. I knew guys that worked at these things, and that they they like dedicate their lives to it every goddamn year for two months. Um, but it, it, they, they made it into an immersive experience and, and that's, what's going to happen with these, uh, VR video games. You know, they're becoming just much more of an immersive experience. And I think that's where you're going to see a lot of these, um, a lot of these Halloween style rides. I, I think that's what you're going to see them eventually turn into because they run into a lot of problems with people, uh, uh, overacting on right. these rides, and then they get lawsuits. Um, he got too close. He, you know, he touched me. Whatever, you know, the case may be. Whereas, if they can just put on a fucking VR headset and go through the friggin' experience, this well, is it's know, like uh, it's completely different. How the whole uh, I don't know what you call them, but you know, the amateur haunter scene you know, like hay rides and things like that. How like the new cool thing to do is like, you know, the torture stuff Yeah, where you have to sign a waiver. And they right. I was, I was just reading one, like you need to sign a waiver. You have to have a fucking safe word. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are people um, doing? There's one, uh, Netflix actually released a documentary called haunters. That's out about people that run their own private haunted <laughs> houses and haunted attractions and it has a lot of those people it has you know the big famous one mckamey manor or whatever yeah those people on there and there is one where they like uh, you know like a naked guy chases you um there's one where like they act out an attempted rape on some of the people like on women and stuff that are part of the attraction you know obviously they don't go through it with it you know right right, right. but I hope not. Uh, those things, I understand that, like, you know, the mystique of what they do mm-hmm. is drawing the crowds right now, you know, where people are like, oh, well, I can make it, you know, well, I want to see what they do to me, you know, how far do they push the limit? I understand that there's people out there that seek that, but in my opinion, it's only a matter of time before these things get shut down. Yeah, because like they've already had people that have had heart attacks and I don't give a shit if you sign a waiver or not, you know, <laughs> like there's ways to work around that waiver if you get the right attorney. Yeah, I do. I'll never forget when I was real young. Um, my father uh, 
has a, a lifelong friend. Um, and they were friends, you know, from when they were kids. They're still friends to this day. They, they probably don't see each other as much as they should. But um, when I was a young kid, um, he and my father have, uh, he has a son who's about my age. <clears throat> and we never became like close friends, uh, Brian and I. But um, I would, they would, uh, we would always go over and um, hang out and do things there. And there was one year uh, they had a huge, uh, they set up the, I can't remember if it was like a basement or what it was, but they set up uh, like a haunted house and they, they did it not like extremely elaborate, but they, they went pretty all out with it and, and set up like, you know, like a headless person and like the, the, the person with the, the table so that you couldn't see the body underneath, but like the head on the table moving around and shit. And I mean, stuff to really creep us kids out, but yeah, let us have fun and enjoy it. And like at the end, they'd set up like a, a big bale of hay full of fucking candy. But I, I mean, I'm on my show. Why the fuck did I just stop myself from swearing? Jesus Christ. Full of fucking candy. <clears throat> and we had fucking fun. You know, but yeah, we get scared a little bit. You know, nowadays you freaking do something like that with kids. You got to be careful. Yeah. Like, cause you fucking scare them a little too much, and somebody's like, "Oh, you grabbed oh, the no. wrong kid." <laughs> oh no! Oh shit! But that's why I say, you know, that this stuff is going to—it's going to go to a different type of experience, because especially when it comes to these uh, um, pay for you know for the like your haunted hay rides or your haunted houses it's going to become more of an experience right Type i mean disney put on something and and you go you experience it yes if i could only do that on yours richard for a second for some reason i thought i was on your fucking show <laughs> jesus christ yeah i mean you've got disney and you know universal studios and you know major theme parks already incorporating VR into some of their stuff. Yes. And, and once they get all that perfected to a level where consumers can use it over and over again without it, you know, costing a lot of money uh, to upkeep and everything, that's naturally the way it's going to be because it's cheaper to put people in a room with headsets on than it is to build a roller coaster. Right. Correct. And a lot safer. Yeah. And they, they don't have to worry about shit. And you don't have to worry about paying employees and insurance and lots of things. You have less upkeep on the whole thing. You just got to yeah. upkeep on the fucking software, you know, or the, you know, the computer system that's running the whole fucking thing. Yeah. And not nearly are doing it. The price comes down on all that stuff. Right. And there's not nearly as much overhead. <clears throat> so I think you're going to see a lot of these things like these haunted hay rides and stuff go away. Yeah. I mean, not go away so much. I think people will still go to the places to to have the experience, but it will be a totally different thing. Right. It won't be like it is now. I mean, because if you follow the pattern, uh, more and more of the haunted attractions are becoming more and more extreme, pushing the envelope to try yep. and catch up with the private haunters who are, you know, torturing people or whatever. Basically. Um, so, like, ultimately, you have to get to the point of, well, I want to go through an attraction where I die, but I don't actually die. Right. You know, um, and the only way to do that 
it is through technology. It is great. I, yeah, the, the, I mean, you have people who basically want to go through like the human centipede. Yeah. You know, without it, actually doing it. Without actually doing it. It's like <laughs> people are messed are you, up. Are man. you broken? People yeah, are messed and, up. And dude, we've spoke about this before. People are fucking messed up. You know, there are people out there who want to fucking amputate their own limbs for no reason whatsoever. There are yeah. people out there who like like mutilate their own cocks and vaginas and fucking uh I mean the people I and I think at this point it's actually happened more than once where a person has responded to an ad and willingly gone along with amputating a certain part of their body so they could oh, watch yeah. the person eat it. Yes, I, I've heard of that too. This yeah, fucking, no. dude, is fucking weird shit. People are fucking disturbing. Yeah, pe- people are but, fucking broken. Why? Because people are broken, Steve. First of all, what makes you want to cut a certain part of your body Steve, off. nobody, like, you're not going to be able to understand it. I'm not going to be able to understand yeah, we're it. Not, we I can't know, wrap but, our heads around it. Katie, then, maybe. Makes... <laughs> <laughs> Katie might be twisted enough. I mean, she does have ducks. No. no. <laughs> I have no knowledge on this topic. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure if the person, which one's more twisted, the person that cut it off or the person that's eating it? The person that agreed to do it. Yeah, obviously. I think they're both crazy. Yeah, they're both crazy, but one person is agreeing to have it done to them. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's it's so funny. What do they do for Halloween where you're at, Steve? (laughs) Yeah, none of that. (laughs) Nothing like what you're describing. I mean, back in high school, we'd call somebody a cock gobbler, but it didn't mean that. Yeah. They didn't actually gobble a cock, is what you're saying. Right. Right. They weren't frying it up and eating it. (laughs) Is it fried? I mean, maybe that would make it more palatable. I I, I don't know. I don't know. Deep fried, you mean? (laughs) It's the latest Midway fair food. (laughs) (laughs) This guy. Deep fried sugar yeah. What is that? A deep fried Snickers? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, sir, Bob. <laughs> you take a bite of this here, little nugget. You know, Chris, when you get hungry, you become quite the diva. <laughs> <laughs> here, have a penis. <laughs> I'm glad Chris got it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Have a deep fried penis. It always settles you down, Chris. <laughs> and you know what? In Oklahoma, some motherfucker would be the first one to dip it in ranch. Oh, damn, Skippy, they would. Oh, we gotta have ranch. <clears throat> oh, God. That, is, that isn't just uh, Whoever invented ranch dressing as a dipping condiment, I'd like to slap them in the face. Genius. Uh, I, I personally, I'm not a fan. I am I'm not a fan. Like, <clears throat> the, it, I'm still baffled when I get hot wings when they offer me ranch dressing. It's like, no, uh, blue cheese is the only yes, answer. It's, I, 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 ranch? How dare you? 
Oh, I've well, dipped things in the ranch. ranch. No, I won't. Like they even make like ranch flavored foods, you know? Yeah, no, I'm good. All kinds of stuff, but I mean, I'm not saying I'm I'm completely adverse to it. I'm just good. Like in I'm certain not, parts of the United States, such as Oklahoma, and probably where Steve's at, they take it overboard. They dip everything. Another in level. There's yeah. no overboard when it comes to ranch. See, yeah, Steve's been brainwashed. Steve, you know, Steve is one of them. Well, it has to be a certain type of ranch. You can't just go to like Dollar Tree and buy. Right, it has to be shit. Hidden Valley. Hidden Valley is is really good, and there's some other brands, but yeah. Steve, you go the uh, you go the uh, in the bottle, or do you make it yourself by the package? Uh, we we buy it in the bottle. <coughs> I've done it both ways. I've never made it. Can be good. Can be good. Uh, Steve, uh, uh, from the chat room. Hey, Steve, how's the picking? How's the picking? Oh, you got to take that off. <laughs> I was going to pick my nose. And... <laughs> it's going good, Eric. Uh, so Katie did a little research for us this week, gentlemen. Means uh, to her to um, uh, look into whatever she deemed fit this year for Halloween, since this is our uh, Halloween episode and she came up with uh, mistaken halloween decorations uh meaning dead people so uh she did some research for the show and came up with some uh a few different ones for us to to talk about uh in 2005 in frederica I hope I'm saying that right. Frederica, Delaware. Uh, a 42-year-old woman hung herself in a tree across the street from some homes on a well-traveled road. Her hanging dead body was in plain sight of both pedestrians and passing vehicles. Neighbors admitting to seeing it early that morning, but laughed it off as a Halloween prank. It wasn't until several hours later that afternoon that she was finally discovered. And this could easily happen. <laughs> Like especially some of the shit you see people people put up this elaborate shit every year. I've seen some amazing Halloween decorations outside of houses. Some pretty amazing stuff. So and if you're gonna uh, hang yourself in your front yard. Halloween's probably not the best time to do it if you don't want to rot there for a while. Well, that's why if you wanna if you wanna hide it. Well, yeah. What, what you could probably commit a murder and do the same thing, and by the time Halloween was over, you'd be far out of town, right? Yeah. And 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 uh, Matt and I were talking about this the other night um, on the Secret Show. The fact that the the amount of uh, Halloween decorations nowadays, we have lights for Halloween, purple and orange lights. You know, and like there's trees, black trees or purple trees i think they do too for halloween that people put out it's a that's a whole fucking thing it's a thing yeah i don't understand it but it's a thing around these parts uh probably the most popular thing is the inflatables oh they're all over yeah those are all over i've i mean, uh, I mean you have them for every holiday but you know uh, there's one house in it's my getting out of hand, Matt. 
Yeah, there's one house in my neighborhood that does approximately, I don't know, 30 for Halloween. And this is a small front. They're just like, you couldn't walk through the yard with them. It'd be like having a wind turbine in your front yard. I, yeah. I mean, it'd be it, so it, loud. Listen, it? It's going too fucking far. And they've got them where they're like, you know, 30 feet tall. Like, <laughs> somebody's it, it rich. To, it's dude, not it me, but be, like, damn. Matt, do you remember it used to be there was that one eccentric guy? Yeah. In the neighborhood who like would decorate shit up like really crazy. Yeah, I can take you to the house right now. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're the one guy, you know, and that guy, and they were always like, you know, Bob's a little strange, but every year, man, you got to drive by his fucking house. That's on a great show on yeah. Halloween, you know. But Christmas, now whatever. it's like fucking holy shit. Like everybody, yeah. can, everybody does it and everybody thinks that they can do it because they just go to Walmart and just pick up the fucking goddamn Frankenstein inflatable, shove it on their front porch or their friggin' you know, out in the friggin' lawn and they think they're good. Yeah, we've got a, a jack-o'-lantern in our front yard right now. You know? I, I mean, everybody <laughs> did, like, jack-o'-lanterns and shit. No, no, no. no. Oh, you got an, an inflatable? inflatable. You yeah. piece of shit. I didn't fucking go out and buy that. <laughs> but you allowed it to be put in your front yard. It is your house. And you allowed your house to be painted green, so... I like green. Yeah, I like jack-o'-lanterns. So you say, so <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, these things, it's, it's, it, it like swept the nation. I can remember when it started, it was like, Jesus Christ, another one. Like we'd be driving down the road and I'd be like, another one. Really? Seriously? Another inflatable. Get the fuck out of here. I love Here's where I'm at. Everywhere. I don't mind taking like one trip to like Lowe's and looking at the ones they have on display and being like, oh, look, there's buddy the elf or whatever. Right. I don't like seeing all of them purchased and crammed into somebody's front yard. Yeah. Like some dude went way overboard. Yeah. See, I don't mind it as long as they take care of them. It's when the half of them are deflated because they, they, they're too fucking lazy yeah. to take care. You ever see that? Oh, yeah. Where they get the old blow molds and put them in the yard and half of them get blown over by the wind and they just leave them there for the duration yeah. of the fucking season. Yeah, like, that's my town. Anyway, on to our next uh, uh, dead body in the front yard story. Uh, 2012, Denver, Colorado. A 46-year-old man had collapsed on his front porch after being dropped off from his night shift at work. The mail carrier that morning saw him and had to step over him in order to put the mail in his mouth. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> He he had laughed as he did. <laughs> thinking okay, was... see, here's the thing. You know what? <laughs> this is the thought that I had whenever you were telling the first story about the lady hanging there. Yeah. <clears throat> this is what's wrong with society. The people that saw the old woman hanging in the tree and this postal employee that stepped over the man's body are the same people that post videos on Facebook of like computer generated bullshit and think it's real. Yeah. Right. Because they can't visually tell the difference between computer generated and yeah. reality. Yeah. The, 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 there's a certain uh, portion of the uh, population that has such a disconnect. They do not, they, they're, 
I mean, did they think the old woman went out and purchased like a $20,000 movie prop to hang in her tree for Halloween? Yeah. It gets fucking crazy. <laughs> but this guy here, uh, the uh, and, and the, the, the mailman thought it was a leftover Halloween decoration. Uh, the man's <laughs> on the porch. <laughs> Later that afternoon and discovered him, paramedics tried to resuscitate him but failed because he was still warm. <laughs> when the paramedics arrived, it is believed that he may have still been clinging to life when the mail carrier had come. Oh, oh my God. God. That fucking poor mailman has to live with that. <laughs> had the mail carrier called 911 at the point, he may have survived. Oh. Had the federal employee recognized a human in distress at close proximity to the point they had to step over him. Fuck. Could you imagine carrying that with you your entire life? Like fucking, I stepped over a guy clinging to life and had I been like, Oh, Bob can't breathe. <laughs> what we'll never know <laughs> no, is if not... Bob was a dick to the postal employee before that right. happened. Right. <laughs> I know what's not wrong, even, Bob. <laughs> it's not even the fact that he stepped over him. It's that he laughed when he did it. Right. And if that <laughs> and guy was going to live and he fucking heard it. <laughs> but here's the deal. So like <laughs> later on, later on, that postal employee <laughs> told people he laughed when he did it. Yeah. <laughs> I think well, I would have left I, that out of the story. <laughs> one of the articles that I read did touch on the fact that he like had a mental breakdown after Duh. that oh, whole thing. Sure. I mean, yeah, he took it hard. Like I said, I, I, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine like knowing I could have saved someone and I just stepped over their body and thought that it was something else and laughed. I would have and denied, that, denied, denied, denied. Oh, like Bob didn't have any mail that day. I didn't even yeah, go by his house. There. Bob who? <laughs> Shit. That's not my route. Wasn't there whenever I dropped off the mail. Jesus. All right. Our next story comes from your neck of the woods, Steve. All right. 2015. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this properly. Chillicoth. Close enough. Ohio. Yeah, that ain't too far. A murdered 31-year-old woman was found hanging from a chain-link fence. A construction crew had found her but thought it was a Halloween decoration. It wasn't until they found more of her clothes and personal items scattered several yards away that they realized it was real and called it into the authorities. Later, several witnesses came forward and admitted to walking by that day and discounting it <laughs> as decoration as well. Yeah, I remember. Were there other fake dead bodies stuck to the fence or something? <laughs> That's like what we once do. again. That's what they do in Ohio. I just have to oh, question that shit. So. <laughs> uh, in uh, 2009, in uh, Los Angeles, California, a 75 year old man was left draped over his patio furniture on his apartment balcony for five days, dead of an apparent suicide. The balcony was in plain view of the entire apartment complex, but neighbors all assumed it was part of a great Halloween display because the man was known for going all out on decorating his balcony for other holidays. One neighbor, admitted to going up, that year. One neighbor admitted to going up to the balcony and taking pictures of the scene because <laughs> it looked like such professional work. <laughs> because it oh was 
That looks just like him. <laughs> How did he get he a mask? It. I mean, he put out some lights and, you know, a snowman for Christmas. But did you <laughs> see his Halloween work? Did you see that shit? So for Halloween, they thought he would go with a suicide victim that looked identical to him. <laughs> no fucking car broke in for Jack. <laughs> I wonder if the smell of shit. She was like, yeah, no, that's just got to be part of the. <laughs> did people like take selfies with it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And this year's award for best costume at the apartment complex goes to. <laughs> Jack, suicide victim, second floor. <laughs> Jack isn't here to accept her. <laughs> oh. A month later, the apartment <laughs> office received several complaints because Jack did not remove his decorations in a correct <laughs> manner. In 2014, in Spring Hill, Florida. Two men were hired to clean out a trashed rental home. They found what they thought was a mannequin hanging from the garage. They had loaded it up with the rest of the trash they gathered from the home. They touched it. They touched it and didn't realize. It was the workers at the dump who were suspicious of it and called the police. Uh, the owner of the rental home had said he saw the mannequin when he walked through the house but thought it was a distasteful Halloween decoration left behind by the renters in all fairness this was an easy assumption to make because the house was horrifically hoarded filled with all sorts of garbage and filth it was later confirmed the mannequin was actually the dead body of the 33 year old man that had been renting the home Oh God! So the landlord rented this home to this man. Yes, and walked by this mannequin and didn't. I mean, maybe it was so bad that. Yeah. But they thought it was a mannequin, so it had to still look like a. I think this one sounds suspect to me. This sounds like the fucking the the landlord just wanted to get rid of it, and thought maybe if he just fucking had some guys take the body to the fucking goddamn dump. That this would all go away. I think this one. Have sounds, you seen uh, a mannequin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have a certain look to them. the The skin isn't gray and mottled. <laughs> Jesus Christ! The eyes aren't zombie. bloodshot and bulging out. The tongue yeah. isn't sticking out of the mouth. Like bad if things happen when you hang yourself. Yes. Americans don't zombie. defecate themselves. <laughs> That's the other thing that that gets me. It's like no one smelled shit. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I get it in LA. Yeah. And maybe the hoarder's house. Like, but still, a yeah. mannequin. So now not only are you not realizing it's a person, but you think it's a mannequin on top of it. Yes. So yeah. this wasn't even like, you know. Yeah, this one, that, like I said, this one totally sounds suspect to me that for one it's in florida that right there raises a lot of red flags for me was he like jutting out a hip with like his hand on it <laughs> you know and the other one cocked in the air with the fingers spread he's like in that classic mannequin pose <laughs> uh 1997 connecticut 
or Connecticut, as I like to say, Matt. Uh, a woman had been walking up to a busy haunted house attraction when she was struck by a vehicle in a tragic hit and run. Oh, God. She lay in the street for hours bleeding because everyone that passed by her thought that she was one of the actors working for the haunted house. Help me. People laughed as they pranced by her, noticing her reaching out to people for help. She eventually died in the road. Well, yeah. Fucking and hell. Died in a crowd of people <laughs> begging for help. Yeah. Oh, I can understand that one, though. That's the first oh, yeah, one yeah, that yeah, I can that was, understand. But that one's the roughest one out of the bunch. That so is rough. Yeah. That's the one, worst one. I mean, at least Bob was yeah, unconscious. That one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 2011, St. Louis, Missouri. We were having fun until that one, Katie. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> that was dark. That was a real downer. <laughs> 2011, St. Louis, Missouri. A teenager working as an actor at a popular haunted house attempted suicide while she was working. Oh, no. Doesn't nuts. count. Her spot in the show was a bloody bathroom scene, so the sight of her hanging from the shower seemed to be just one of their stellar displays. One of her co-workers eventually found her while he was making his rounds to check on things, but only after hundreds of people had already seen her. Luckily, she did survive and recover after three days in a coma. Oof. That's rough. Yeah, that's another I rough. suppose, though, if you wanted to do that, no, it would be the opportunity right there because no, people would... doesn't make any no. sense. I don't, I, listen, I don't think most people... Uh, I, I think most people, when they commit suicide, they just want to get it over. They don't want to be seen. Like, I don't think that's a. I don't, I don't know. See, like, uh, why? I, I would have to agree, but. Why? Like, uh, but then you wouldn't choose to do it at your place of employment either. Yeah. If you, uh, I mean, especially. And uh, the, the last one we have, gentlemen, uh, is Elmer McCurdy. There isn't a date on this one or anything. Well. Uh, Elmer McCurdy was uh, the man whose mummified body was discovered being used on the set of the Six Million Dollar Man in 1976, <laughs> the year I was born. It had been purchased as a prop, but revealed as a real corpse while filming. History would eventually reveal that he was a criminal who had died in 1911 and was never claimed by any kin. The, the local funeral director had embalmed him extra well in case family ever died did ever come forward to claim him. <clears throat> he eventually decided to put it on display in the funeral home and charge a nickel per view. In 1916, two men came forward claiming to be his brothers. Of course, they were not his brothers, rather two carnies looking for their next big attraction. That doesn't surprise me back in that day. Uh, over the next several decades, his body was paraded around, confirmed, seen in countless different sideshows and museums before finally making its way onto Hollywood sets by 1968 where it spent another decade making its rounds as a prop he was finally laid to rest in 1977 with two feet of concrete over his grave to ensure he could finally rest in peace are they afraid he's going to get out well you know he's Elmer well Elmer he was a good actor wow yeah. they've got pictures of Elmer on the internet yeah, Elmer played his role really well. Shoot, shoot it to me. I'll fucking pop it up. 
Shoot it to me through Facebook. I'll freaking pop that shirt up. We didn't know him in life, but he was a hooting dad. All right. Uh, damn fucking Elmer. God damn it. The, 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 the thing with most of the stuff, with the exception of Elmer, because Elmer was dead for Holy so long. Holy shit. Bombed. Elmer um, McCurdy, the outlaw mummy of Oklahoma. Oh. Oh, yeah. It was course. totally in Oklahoma. Of course he's from Oklahoma. Um, but the thing with all the other stories that gets me is the... Um, the, no, no one smelled shit. <laughs> you know, the people that touched him, like no one noticed anything. Like that's why the one from Florida, like I think, is extremely suspect, in my opinion. Well, it depends on how long it had been, don't you think? I mean, it, it was a hoarder house, though, so the whole house probably smelled like shit. Well, yeah, that yeah. one. There's that, but still, I mean, come I on. Mean, I agree with what you're saying. But then you and I have a lot of conversations where we remind one another that people are incredibly stupid. Yes, I agree. But when it comes to stuff like that, that's a little different. Like, that's a, I mean, that's some pungent fucking odor. Yeah. You know, if somebody fucking defecates and then they're sitting in that dead for a period of time. Ah, people are gonna think stink. The the woman that was dying in the road, she was dying in the road. Like that's a little different. And people thought that was part of the attraction. Like you were saying, that was the first one that actually made sense. Because people would go, Oh yeah, that's just she's just part of the fucking Yeah. She's just part of the haunted house. Oh, that's cool. They put something outside. Yeah. You know? Um but the rest of it, it's like, oh, oof. here's some fucking rough ones there. Oof. Yeah. Send you a picture of Elmer. Oh, on Facebook? Yeah. Oh, Elmer McCurdy. Here we go. Let's check out. Oh, oh, yeah. All right. Let's share this. Let's share this bad boy with the people at home. Share the screen here. Oh, Elmer McCurdy. Here you go, people. You can see Elmer. There's Elmer. The outlaw mummy of Oklahoma. That's kind of cool. What do you think, Steve? Old Elmer. Old Elmer, Old Elmer McCurdy. You can see uh, in my searches there, I've been searching for a female cloak, assassin's cloak. <laughs> uh, it's Sally Beauty products. <laughs> and Sally Beauty products. Head <laughs> <Dead> on. <laughs> Uh, a schemer and a heavy drinker. He saw himself as an outlaw. Sounds like a guy from Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah That's I, just crazy to me because at some point, Elmer was sold. Right. <laughs> and at like some, ended up in a prop point, house at in some Hollywood. Point that funeral director did sell off that dead body. Yeah, and it's not like the six million dollar man was a small show. He didn't give it to the two carnies who who were supposed to who claimed to be the guy's brother, but he eventually gave it to people who did the same fucking thing with it. Yeah. (laughs) And he did put it on display for money. Yeah. That's kind of weird. I don't want a funeral guy to do that with me if nobody claims my body. Right. Just embalm me real good and put me in the front window. Like, no. <laughs> and like the six million dollar man, like that was a huge television series. Yeah. 
So they weren't like messing with some like, you know, back alley prop house. <laughs> like, what the hell? They had Man, Andre the Giant weird. in a Bigfoot costume, for God's sake. Exactly. What the hell of a prop. It was an actual dead body, Steve. And what episode involved Elmer? <laughs> like, yeah. What was up. that storyline? Because I'm going to watch that one. <laughs> yeah. You're going to check that one out, Steve? Elmer. They figured out it was real because they had dropped it and the arm fell off and a bone <laughs> fell out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just imagine the conversations Elmer had in life, though. <laughs> I'm telling you, Clyde, one day I'm going to be a movie star. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be on the picture box in Hollywood. <laughs> You're drunk again, Elmer. Shut Who up. Did they know <laughs> Elmer would be a movie star. Okay, so Elmer's when, prophecy did he, was fulfilled. when did he start being a movie prop? I don't know. Does it, does it say? I mean, he died in 68. Wasn't there anybody still alive who would? Hey, that's Elmer. Nineteen eleven. I don't know. Nineteen eleven, <laughs> Steve. I mean, come on. Yeah, there would have been people years. still alive, but would they have recognized his mummified <laughs> right. body on TV? Right. Would they have known? No, I don't think so. Well, and he they, was a criminal. Have... He did a train robbery. He robbed a train, like a couple. And they didn't. Times. And they didn't have like fucking HD TV back then, Steve. <laughs> like they didn't. They didn't fucking pan the camera over old Elmer, and everybody was like, "Oh, that's Elmer." I'm pretty sure. Well, if you want to go visit Elmer, he's in Guthrie, Oklahoma. So Guthrie, Oklahoma. He's Matt, I think you should take a fucking take a trip. Going to Guthrie. Pack up a picnic lunch for you and Leslie. <laughs> You're eating in the graveyard today. They wrote a whole book uh, about about Elmer. About Elmer and his uh, and his glue post mortem career. <laughs> it's called Cowboy Outlaw. The cowboy outlaw. <laughs> Jesus. What is that? Oh no, wait, never mind. It's uh oh, wow. it's an album. Return to uh, Guthrie, Oklahoma from Los Angeles County, California for burial April twenty second, nineteen seventy seven. That was exactly three months to the day from my birth. Huh? Maybe you are reincarnated. They found him the year I was born, Matt. That he was we're dead. Connected to Elmer. We're connected through Elmer. Not the glue. Totally different. But I do want to watch that episode. Did the they, million dollar what I want to know is did they continue filming the episode after they were <laughs> probably continue? Oh man. Ever heard of a movie called The Crow? <laughs> yeah. Brandon Lee got fucking shot and died, and they still finished <laughs> that film. <laughs> They're like, shit, we can make some money off this motherfucker. They're still making Fast and Furious movies. Yeah. Like, actually, uh, who was it? Uh, Spielberg, I think, bought the rights to, like, a bunch of dead actors to use in future movies. What? Like, waiting for technology to come to catch up where they can do, like, you know, holographic stuff. And, like, <coughs> Did he buy the rights, the rights before they died or after? No after get out of here yeah real deal spielberg fucking hell i think it was spielberg 
It would have had to either been him or Cameron. Like, yeah, it had to be somebody with a lot of money. I mean, hey, it, I, I guess it kind of makes sense. Elmer wasn't uh, a very good bank robber. No? No, his career, his post-mortem career was much more successful. <laughs> <laughs> he kept blowing shit up. In his pre-mortem career? He blew up. He blew up a safe and melted all the silver coins because the whole thing exploded. And he, he used too much explosives. Another time, he blew up a whole bank, but the safe remained untouched. <laughs> Go, Elmer. He, he sounds like a hell of a criminal. Elmer. The story of Elmer. <sighs> so, what's everybody doing for Halloween this year? I'm doing absolutely nothing. Nada. I won't get any trick-or-treaters. It's all just going to be a boring Halloween holiday. I um, I considered like dressing up for the show tonight, and then I was like, yeah, no. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I didn't want to put in that much effort. I, I, I decided to go with the Steve Alcorn amount of effort for Ooh, the 40s. That's exactly the right <clears throat> amount of effort. Of effort? It's not dressed up as a zombie. (laughs) It's not too much. It's not too little, Steve. The Steve Alcorn amount of effort for the 40 and the right amount. So, yeah. Yeah, Inside the fun house would be the episode. Oh, of uh, the six million dollar man. Yeah. So how you are uh, liking your new Yeti, Steve? I don't know. How's it come across? Does it sound good? Is it? I mean, I like it. I think yeah, it sounds good. I, I think it's way above and beyond the regular Yeti. Yeah, I'll be getting one eventually, but and it, because it comes with software where you can tweak it, it makes it a much more versatile. Right, and it allows like you to put uh, so a little some filters onto your voice and stuff that make it a little. Yeah, you, and you can, customize the, you can customize the filters as well so that you can make it sound however you'd like. But right. I just use the uh, presets. I think I'm on Broadcaster 1. I, mean, I think uh, both you and Matt sound great. Well, I was listening to the intro, and I'm like, man, is that how my mic really sounded? It, was, it wasn't that good. you know. Yeah, no. So, yeah. And a lot of times, uh, and, and we found this out, a lot of times when we were doing the show, your computer was hooking up to your uh, um, your webcam mic, so you weren't even using your Yeti for a bunch of the shows. Yeah, we we found that out. So, because I was pretty sure of it, and I kept asking you, and you're like, "No, no, no." And then one day we found out that you did. So, the only complaint I had about the mic was there was no instructions on on the box in a really tiny writing. There was instructions on how to find the software. Yeah. Uh, but plug and play, it was still good. Yeah. And once I found the software and figured out how to use it, it was not too bad. But you have to download this Logitech stuff, and yeah, you a lot of that stuff. <clears throat> I mean, they're trying to do away with any type of instructions in boxes anymore. <clears throat> I found that with most anything is it's so minimal now compared to what it used to be. But the biggest advertising point of this microphone is that you can download this software and it makes it better than the old microphone. Mm-hmm. but they don't tell you really how to, I mean, they do, but in very, very tiny, I don't know if Matt's experience was the same, but in very tiny print on the side of the box. Mm-hmm. And I had to use my jeweler's loop to read the damn thing. 
seriously because I have bad eyes. So, but other than that, once I found it, the, I mean, there's not a ton of features, but it's enough to make it sound however you want it to sound. So you can make it as professional as you want. Right. Or as AM, I mean, there's an AM radio setting where it sounds like you're on AM radio. Right. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Because I, I used to do that with the, uh, I had a program I could change shit out, uh, Morphox, so I could change like how the voice sounded because it was a voice changer, really. But you could do stuff like that, make it sound like you were talking through a telephone or like yeah. you're talking over, you know, old timey radio type stuff. This, I don't know. Presets for it. This <clears throat> software, I don't think will do like voice changing or anything like that, but it'll, it'll give you more of a studio quality sound. Right. If that's what you desire, I'll bet you. I'll bet you there'll be you'll be able to, be. to get software updates for it where you can. The other complaint I have about it is there's no volume control for the headphones. So if you're like we do, we plug our headphones into it so that we can hear the show through the microphone, and it makes it a better mm-hmm. experience for us. So you have to have the software up and running to adjust the volume in your headphones. There you so, know. Well, then how do you do it? Because I turn this button and it doesn't do shit. Hold down the button for like a couple seconds and it'll change colors and that's your headphone volume. Maybe you should have read the rest of the box, Steve. Yeah. There was no. Yes, oh, man, you can it all, worked. Yes, and you can Steve. also do it again and adjust the volume between the PC and the microphone. So you can like completely cut out all sounds from the PC and just hear your own voice if you want to. No shit. And like adjust that balance. Okay, I like this even better. Now that I know. The only thing you can't do directly on the mic is adjust the EQ and the color of the lights. Right, which I just used the green that it came with because right. you know, I did. Like, I think the whole point of the mic is to go after podcasters and streamers and that whole thing you know where they don't want to mess with professional audio but they want the professional audio sound and this well yeti's always blue has always been a higher end yeah uh, consumer grade mic yeah so it's never really been a choice of major professionals so go with the sure or something like that but and but whenever it, it comes to like blues do give you a, a really decent professional quality. Yes. Yeah. They do. Yeah. They're an excellent microphone. Even the snowball. If you go even with the snowball, the snowball was a great little mic for the price. Yeah. Cause that's one of the things that I noticed about our, when we, when we got these microphones early on was that our podcast always sounded better than a lot of these other ones where they were just using their webcam mics or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be for a microphone. I mean, the Yeti, the like the original one you're on, Chris, still sounds great. It's a great microphone. Oh, yeah. You just can't tweak the EQ of it. I wonder if you downloaded the software, if you could, if it would recognize that microphone. Probably not. But it would be interesting to try. I don't know. I mean, I, I like you're saying, it's still a great microphone. It still works, you know, good, but the the way that that new microphone um what it does with your voice and especially like with when you're sitting in the room how it it kind of hones in on your voice 
instead yeah. of the other stuff going on. It, 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 I think it has uh, way better ability in that case, in that uh, fashion to 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 pick up. Like when you're talking into it, your voice it just hones in on it rather than the other sounds in the room. <clears throat> yeah, to me the uh, the different settings work better than they do on the original. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely can hear it, and and like like we were saying, the 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 day you came in with it, Steve and I heard it instantly. It was an instant. Oh, holy shit! That sounds way different than what Matt used to sound like. Yeah, well, like I like I told you, you know, recording my last cryptid tell or whatever, I didn't have to do anything afterwards. Right, you didn't have or to. Normally, I'd have to go in and do a bunch of post production to make my voice sound better. And with this, like uh, the compression and all that stuff was already done. Yeah, just it does it for you. Yeah. So yeah, our new I, sponsor, Blue, Blue <laughs> Yeti. Yeah, we can. We Yeti can, X. We can fucking dream. I mean, yeah, I, I love nice. the microphones. I'll, I'll, you know, I'm definitely going to get that one. So, you know, we'll all have them for the most so part. If somebody but, wants to, you know, support the show and send Chris some money for the, one of these new microphones so we can all have the same microphone. I'll be, really awesome. I'll be able to get You're one. You're asking the, the wrong people. Man. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> there's people, there's I've people listening to the support, show that have I've been them. asking them to support the show. Like, I mean, they can go to Anchor now. Uh, at, uh, Anchor dot uh fm forward slash the 40 and slip i think uh forward slash listener support or support or something like that and they can uh, uh give 99 cents a month 99, 90, cents. Wow, 99 cents for the cup of, for the price of a cup of coffee you can support the show a month <laughs> you can save a dog you can uh, save a child you can in save a, a child country, country, or you can or or a fucking mic 40 and slip you can get chris a new mic that's right. It and then after ceases. he gets the new mic, go save the dog and the starving child. Right. You right. have an 99 cents. I'm on yeah, priorities, can... people. Priorities. Right. right. Get with the fucking program. No, people, people ask all the How can I help? How can I support? You know, how can, what can I do? Give me a yeah. buck. One buck. I asked, yeah, but Steve, I asked people to do stuff that costs them no money. Yeah. Well, I know that. Yeah. And I can't get that. So, well, you can't get it out of me either. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and you're on the show. So, but yeah, if people would like to support the show, this is there's, there's your opportunity. I mean, listener support is open. <laughs> our lines are open. That's right, our lines are open. You can give as low as 99 cents a month. There's other plans. Check it out if you'd like to support us. Next week, Steve will be juggling and spinning plates. That's right, he's working on that right now. Oh, and plate spinning was a big deal. Oh, that was awesome. Those were the times. Yes, Will. You bought a fucking shirt. We appreciate that you bought a shirt. I Will, bought a shirt. Will has always been a supporter. There are certain people who do support. But by Frank all, Frank Smith lent his voice to the oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> there are people out there who do and the, but there's uh there there is this uh uh how shall I say this? There's a a, a running majority. theme. There's a running <laughs> theme when it comes to 
to people asking me this question. They'll be like, hey, how can I help support the show? And I'll be like, oh, you can do this. And, you know, they'll be like, oh, uh, share it on Facebook. Oh, man. Oh, that's just, no, I can't. No, you mean you let know, other I... people know I listen to the show. No. <laughs> something else I can do. Yeah. Yeah. It, make it, a bunch of fake accounts. <laughs> I, I had I had one person uh, who went back and listened to all the old shows on YouTube, which is all good. Fine and good. Uh, that's great. It's good. It's all good, but uh, yeah, and they thought that that was going to you know help propel the show forward, um, by them going back and listening to each individual show, uh, which it does help the show. Minutely, um, yes, yes, minutely, um, but it does not get the show out there to other people. Or, um, we want the big time. No, we don't. Do we? Maybe we do. I don't know what the fuck I want at this point, Steve. I, I enjoy having some fun. You know, if we can make a little money out of it, sure. That'd be cool. I've never made any money on this show. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. It's surprising. I mean, I'm here every week. I should I've made ve- Steve, I've made very little. If anybody needs my PayPal address, I'll send it out. <laughs> I, what are you trying to say something to me, Steve? No, I'm trying to say something to the fans. They can give me money. Oh, you want them to give you. Yeah, I just spent a whole lot of money for this show on this microphone. I should be reimbursed. Whoa, 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 whoa. So you don't have any other projects you use that microphone? Right, you don't um, do any other type of uh, YouTube videos? This would be the first live show I've done with this microphone. The first live show. How many will you do this week with that microphone that are not on my channel? At least, at least two. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so let's uh, let's um, explain factually what ha- what happened here. Steve bought a microphone. Yes. That he will use uh, more than three hundred percent of the time on other shows. Three hundred percent. Where do you get your numbers from? Because you said two, but it's more like three or four. Um, and no, because no, you do well, stuff on your own too, and you do this show once a week, yeah, yeah. So the percentages are there, Steve. <clears throat> there can't be more than a hundred percent, can there? I have a little over a thousand dollars worth of equipment I've purchased to do this show, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You I have that. no other projects. You don't have another this. Bigfoot uh, no, no. Uh, project Mm-mm. on a YouTube channel that no. might be called Bigfoot Crossroads. No, there's a there's a guy that sounds like me. I've heard but, uh, <laughs> you actually got a dollar, Chris. Look at that in the chat. Uh, there's a couple of people. There's a couple of people. That, listen, I said there's people that do. There's people that support every the the support of the by and large. There's a very small pocket of these. Here's the deal from private conversations with Chris. Chris appreciates greatly all of the listeners. Oh, yeah. And there are people that do help out to support the show, that listen to the show, that are fans of the show. Mm -hmm. Chris is talking about the people that ask how they can help. Right. And then don't when he gives them options to help. 
<laughs> which has happened. Which includes like, leaving a comment, liking the upload, you know, whatever. <laughs> like it yeah. doesn't cost anything. I ask, I like ask every seconds. week for people to comment on the show. Not in the fucking goddamn chat while the show is live. Go leave a comment on the video. Thumbs up the video. Thumbs down the fucking video if you want. I don't give a shit. You know, do whatever. But, uh, you know, I ask that every week. I barely, I barely can get uh, a fraction of the people that uh, come in on a weekly basis to, to comment. Chubbs is pretty much every show. He comments on every show. And and then if he misses it, he goes back and he's like, I'm sorry. Chubbs is a good guy. Chubbs is the best. He submitted a video. He's been on here. Chubbs, Chubbs is a fucking firm supporter of the show. Fuck Period. Dean Cooper. Uh, does his part. Fuck Dean Cooper. Fuck Dean Cooper shows up every week. Uh, fuck Dean Cooper bought a t-shirt. You know, wow. there, were people, Cooper, there were people, you know. <laughs> there were people who asked me for a t-shirt. Oh, they wanted you to give it to them. No, no, like oh. wanted me to put out a t-shirt and then didn't buy one. <laughs> Maybe they didn't. There are those people one. out there. Um, they didn't like, and I get, and I get like when I fucking did the, when I did the t-shirt, like I get that it was pricey. You know, there's only so much I can do with that shit. Like, I wanted to make sure that I was able to make a decent amount off the fucking thing. I didn't know what I was going to make off the fucking thing. I didn't know how many I was going to sell. I didn't sell that many. All in all. And let's be perfectly honest. I did push you to do that. Yeah, you did. But, hey, it all worked out. Like, I made a little bit. You know, it wasn't like it was a bad idea. But a, a lot of the comments that I got from people when it came to the shirts was wow that's pricey okay so you had to spend fucking 20 i think it was what 24 or something on the fucking shirt plus shipping and i you've never spent any money on the show in six years that's it but very few people bought one out of the you know number of people that we have that are weekly listeners it was a very small portion of people that bought t-shirts so you know like i said if people want to support the show there's avenues to support the show i am going to eventually <clears throat> release the cryptids playing poker t-shirt i haven't decided when yet i haven't decided how you know what the, i might do it a little bit before christmas i, I don't know and it's going to be $30, bitches. Yeah. I'm a, no, if you wait. guys want a budget t-shirt, we can do that. We'll send you a plain t-shirt. I know how to get them for a buck and a Sharpie. Yeah. yeah. You can do it yourself. 40 and slip shirt. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it. Like we'll do it. Like they do those. What do they do that when they go, everybody goes and drinks and paints. We'll do a yeah. live show. Everybody gets out their t-shirt and puts it on a fucking dead body that they think. And it won't mannequin. be a real yeah. Sharpie. It'll be a dollar tree Sharpie. Yeah. So just let you know. It might run out of ink before you're done. And we can all make our 40 and slip t shirts. You can get together. Sharpies until, you know. They and it'll cost me. you all $100 because it's an immersive experience. And it's one of one. <laughs> oh, genius. I think that's the best. I think that we should do it. 100 bucks a t shirt. We send them a blank t shirt and a Sharpie. And then they have to come in while we're live. 
and make the t-shirt with us. 100 bucks a t-shirt. <clears throat> I think it's a great idea. Great idea, Steve. I know. I'm a genius. It's the best. It's a good idea. We can, And we could take this other places, Steve. Coffee cups. Oh, I have one. Hold on. We fucking blank <laughs> coffee cups. Stickers. With fucking stickers and permanent markers. Now, the stickers will Call say the fun, the fun Post mode. Office. And it will take have to and from on it. Yeah. Watch. This is magic. Take that out. Turn it around. And now you can draw on it. Remember these from the 70s? Oh, this is this is a game changer right Wait. here. Now it's blank. Look at that. This is a game changer. We're, uh, so if you want one of these, it's 75... It says cents, but that means dollars. <laughs> the exchange rate on that uh, from Ohio to the rest of the world is... The coffee cups will be a little bit cheaper than the t-shirts. Yes. <laughs> I will include a real Sharpie. With oh, one that actually says Sharpie. Wow. Or we could just get a bunch of styrofoam coffee cups. That's... Uh, Matt? I like mm -hmm. where I like where you're going with this. I like where you're going with this. I can have Leslie snag a box from her office. God, <laughs> from, man, we, we just <laughs> saved, we just saved ourselves more money. <laughs> Nothing but the best for our listeners. <laughs> That's right. You guys all have to spend a hundred bucks on a styrofoam coffee cup and a fucking sharpie. <laughs> and we will include instructions. <laughs> We're not going to actually send you the instructions. It'll be a PDF file that you can download. <laughs> For 99 cents. <laughs> It'll be in the form of an ebook that you have to get on Amazon. And we will send you a link to a place where you can purchase Sharpies. That's right. From cups. Yes. For our 99 from cents. From us. After you've paid the $100. Yes. I think that's a great idea. Absolutely. I think it's a great idea, too. I think it's an awesome idea. Glad I thought of it. Yeah, people agree. Ooh, yeah. I show I show that somebody somebody did so, someone did did uh, you know spent ninety nine cents on the subscription. I'm thinking it was uh, Bad Gaming sixty nine there, Matt. Oh, Bad Gaming sixty nine is an awesome username, so got to be an awesome person. Yeah. We've given him shit for his username before. I but, like uh, it. Yeah, some support out there. So we appreciate that. We can all retire soon. That's right. Uh, listen, that's what, I'm look that's what I'm looking for. Steve, just tell me retire. Sin. Speaking of projects and other podcasts, there may be one coming up. I have, I'm in discussions. So. With what? It won't be competing with this show. Why are you in discussions with other people? Yeah. For what? I have other friends. Steve, stop beating around the bush. <clears throat> what the fuck are we talking about? I don't know yet. I'm in discussions. I've signed a not a not a, uh, one of those things. You've signed a thing? Non-disclosure agreement. That's what I mean. So somebody else is in discussions and you're part of that discussion well there's no actual official 
saying I just scribbled something what Steve, on a piece of what paper. What Steve means is that um, while he was in the restroom, a man nudged his foot underneath the hey, partition. Podcast. <laughs> no, that a friend of a, a friend of mine. Yes, I have other friends. Hey, uh, want to play with my penis and do a podcast? And I may, and I'm not going to say anything much about it because I don't know yet. He's no. doing a totally unrelated podcast to. Fortean subject and less accurately is bad gaming 69's real name, by the way. Ooh, now we know. That's right. Less I'd rather rather, of the show. I'd rather it be more Eckersley, but you always need more Eckersley. Do you, Steve? Steve Alcorn. Just fucking full of Did you just say that you're in talks with another person? About yes. a non-competitive Fortean subject show? Non-Fortean. Non-Fortean. Yeah. Non-reseller. It's not the one you're thinking of, Matt. Oh, was there another show that I don't you know You got to be careful, Steve. You got to be careful. You're treading some dangerous ground here, Steve. I'm an emotionally fragile podcast host. That's that's right. And uh, <laughs> things are happening in Texas. You don't want to fuck with me, Steve. Things, things you don't understand, Steve. <laughs> in Texas, huh? That's right. I'm just saying that uh, that was another reason to push me to buy the microphone. That there may be, we don't know yet. So you invested in something that isn't even concrete yet. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. Isn't that nice of me? It is. It has nothing. Shows commitment. Something I lack. Yes. We won't even talk about me. Uh, Steve, I wish Halloween uh, was more exciting for me this year. Halloween's never really been exciting for me. I the love Halloween. Year, the only time it was exciting is when I lived next to an apartment complex, and it was small, so you'd go around and do your rounds, and then you'd come back home and change your costume and do them again, and then you'd come back home and change your costume and do them again. It was kind of exciting, but mm-hmm. other than that. Man. Yeah, no. I, uh, Do you role play, Steve? Do I role play? And by that he means with your wife in the bedroom. We uh, that's off limits. I thought <laughs> we're talking about costumes, Steve. How about that, Les Eckersley? <laughs> <laughs> no, I fucking I I love Halloween, and I used to um <clears throat> uh I used to have a, a group of friends. I don't anymore because of uh, drug addiction. Just kind of like tore everybody apart, but um. We used to get together at one guy's house every year and we'd listen to like, you know, all the Halloween music, like the Halloween soundtrack and the exorcist music and all, all the different shit and creepy music shit would be like running throughout the course of the night and we'd all fucking dress up and hang out and his, uh, his table and his kitchen sat in like the front uh open window so we would all be like visible to all the kids that came up and um he would always dress up elaborately and hand out candy to the kids because he loved friggin' halloween it was just fun i had a lot of fun with it and uh i miss that shit and it's not like where i'm at now it's not like legit was as far as like kids go it's not logistically um we're not just not going to get it any Uh, we get a ton here but uh, we did it one year. We passed out candy. It was exciting. It was fun. 
but it was expensive, so now we don't do it. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to you got to spending all this money on other people's children. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, it's something you got to be you got to be willing to go for it if you're going to do it. Um, Let me tell I, you a long, elaborate story about Halloween. What's right. that? And tell you a long, elaborate story about Halloween. Okay. We like Halloween. Um, we can't afford to go all out, but we do get the fake spider webs and put them on the bushes out front. We've got a bunch of fake spiders and the inflatable jack-o'-lantern that I didn't approve of, but is in my yard and a few, uh, lights, um, various things, a little few decorations inside the house, but my neighborhood is very close in proximity to an elementary school and a other schools and there's a lot of kids in this area so my neighborhood is pretty popular during halloween now where my house sits i sit on the outer edge of the neighborhood so as far as my traffic is concerned year to year with trick-or-treaters it varies um, depending on the weather but the the neighborhood itself towards the middle has you know thousands of kids every year <coughs> one year it was very nice weather and it was the busiest year we ever had. And there was people everywhere, uh, people coming in with van loads of kids and letting them run through the neighborhoods, you know, parents driving their kids up and down the streets, kids all over, you know, it was just chaos. And, uh, you know, they usually start right before sundown. The little kids go out, you know, before it gets dark and the bigger kids come out and everything. And it was probably around, I would say eight o'clock or so. I mean, prime time Halloween trick or treating. And the neighborhood is just packed with kids. I mean, the, looking up and down my street, there's probably at any point in time, you know, 50 kids on there just going door to door. And then off in the distance, you hear a man yelling. He's several blocks away. And he starts to get closer and you realize he's yelling someone's name. And he's like running up and down the streets on foot. And like, he's like running down our street and he's like, has anybody seen a little boy? Like, I can't remember what he was dressed as. And it was the kid's father who's lost his child <laughs> in this crowd of trick or treaters. And like, Police came and they're like patrolling the streets looking for this kid. The helicopter came and was like circling around overhead and like hearing this man, you know, begging and pleading and screaming his son's name running through the streets, you know, was the most terrifying thing <coughs> I have ever experienced on Halloween by far. I mean, that is like every parent's nightmare. I couldn't imagine and like losing your kid on Halloween. Uh, eventually after Halloween, because you know, it was kind of left open-ended. Um, we have a neighborhood website and I did find out that the child was found. Uh, he had wandered off with another group of little kids that were all trick or treating together. Uh, he was really young. So like he didn't really know any better or anything, but can you imagine what the, was going through that father's mind? Huh. I mean, you could hear him like, you know, it's just really scary, you know, to hear a man like 
screaming for his son like two blocks away, you know, and like you can hear him getting closer and everything, and it, it was just horrifying. Oh yeah, I mean, I you had told me the story kind of like a week or so ago. Yeah, and I was just I was horrified just like at the idea of it. I'm like I couldn't fucking even imagine. Like anytime I've ever been out with my kids, they're like right there with me. Yeah, they don't go out of my sight. Like the the minute I th- I hear something like that, it's like I think of how closely were you really watching your kids? Right. That's the obviously thing that, he got distracted. I mean, right. And most but, parents stand who, at the street, and the kid walks to the door and walks back to them. You know, right. Like I've never taken my eyes off the kids. You know, for any length of time that they could just all of a sudden disappear or take off or whatnot. You know. I, there's a there's there's a portion of parenting that's shitty yeah i think that needs to be addressed um i was listening to a a, a a you know a radio show the other day and they were talking about um uh stolen bikes you know like and it you know we've all had a bike stolen or something stolen when we were a kid you know by somebody in the neighborhood now if you're a parent and your kid brings home a bike out of nowhere and you're not asking fucking questions like right. thoroughly you're a fucking asshole agreed you know and you're part of the problem well like you know and then parents have a certain amount of responsibility in general I know people get pissed off about this. I mean, how many times have you heard? Don't tell me how to raise my kid, you know? Oh God. But I'm saying I feel a responsibility as a stepdad, you know, having the kids in my life. I always felt a responsibility if I was around other people's kids that were unattended, you know? So like, here's this group of kids, this other kid wanders off with them on Halloween Where's the other parent saying, whose kid is this? You know, right. like, why didn't somebody else notice it? And I, I know accidents happen, and luckily, you know, it had a good ending and everything. Right. And, you know, who knows what happened to cause the initial split up. But I absolutely agree that there's a lot of parents that aren't doing their jobs. Yeah, they don't pay attention. I, uh, lost, I lost my kid once, for real, in a, in a Walmart. Yeah. Uh had to go call a fucking code Adam. He he decided to slip I mean, because we had two children at the time. And I was paying attention to my daughter and he slipped into the clothes racks. I was hiding in the clothes racks, but we didn't know. We had to call his name. I mean, and it's terrifying. It really is terrifying. If I wouldn't want it now, if it was out in the streets in town like that, holy hell, I can just yeah. where there's like Cars filled with strangers driving up and down, and everybody's in costumes with masks on. Yeah, right. It's a it's whole really, different. It gets really confusing. I mean, you know, we grew up. You know, Chris and I, at least, I know Steve's an elder, but uh, <laughs> you remember? I'm just messing with you, Steve. You remember those instances where like kids were getting kidnapped? Like people would take them into like Walmart and take them into the bathrooms and like put a wig on them or like shave their head or something and just like walk out of the store with them. Mm-hmm. and uh so like halloween when it's dark and there's a crowd of people wearing costumes like it wouldn't be difficult to throw a mask on some kid and fucking put him in the car and drive off right and well and the problem is though there's 
these on these holidays and stuff there's this culture of fear when it comes to the media like let's instill fear in the people let's make yeah. them think of the worst situations that could happen with every one of these uh scenarios so I, that people freak out i got pissed happened. yesterday i got pissed yesterday reading a news article from a news station because you you're all probably browsed your local Facebook groups and you know that people put creeper alerts out, right? Mm -hmm. You ever see one of those stupid this white van was in the neighborhood yeah. and they stopped for two minutes here and well they I did know this you get upset when they when they when they put your vehicle out there, Steve. They did this to this old guy who was driving a white truck and it just, it was all a misunderstanding, but the lady made up this whole big story about how he's taking pictures of her eight year old son and all this shit. And all he was doing was trying to call his son because he was on the wrong street. So he stopped for two minutes and it went all over the whole town and people were calling this man and he's probably in his late seventies. You know, he's just a little old man calling this man a pervert every time he stopped for gas or when, and the guy's not even on Facebook. So he had no clue what was going on. So, I mean, people just go way wow. the fuck overboard with that shit. And that, that happened somewhere in New York. And it just happened this week. So now well, they put it on the news. And now everybody turns on the woman who originally posted it. You know? And I understand why she did it. Because the culture that we live in today makes people do this stupid shit. Without thinking. Right? So now she's... That, yeah. Okay. But people can use a modicum of um restraint when it comes to this shit like when you see like barbecue betty and all of these other fucking idiots out there you know calling because of shit this is the same type of fucking thing it's ignorance you know it's it's stupidity there is I, I don't care i don't care we saw an old man in a truck's with his phone so therefore he's a fucking pedophile pervert like that th her mentality is a problem yes agreed or how people go on high alert on halloween which it's good but guess what people get kidnapped every single day all the fucking time it happens razor blade way too apple much thing, which we know we all know the razor blade and apple thing wasn't even a real thing Right. But now I, I drove to a town last Halloween that's not my town, but the police station had a, a thing set up where you could bring your Halloween candy in. And I'm thinking to myself, where the hell did they learn how to check candy? You know, they have no ability to even, and they don't have an x ray machine in there. How many what are they do? people Taste are it? actually doing this? People, a lot. They used to do it a lot. Christ. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, like like I was telling you, you know, on the secret show, well, I, well, you know, I, they set up stations at malls just well, to yeah. x-ray candy. Well, and here's the thing. Like, we, we've talked about this, too. Like, when, when we got our candy when we were kids, we had to lay it all out and check for friggin' holes. And mm -hmm. if, it, if the package is open at all, you can't eat that, you know. I ate the fucking shit anyway. Yeah, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I never, nothing ever happened. If I laid my candy out and let my mom and stepdad inspect it, I lost all my Reese's peanut butter cups. Fuck Ooh. no. <laughs> oh, there's a toll fee at my house for sure. Damn, skip yeah. Well, so when my kids got old enough, I used 
that yeah there might be some something bad in your can yeah i gotta check that shit <laughs> i gotta uh, check let me see that bag yeah so my kids got to the point where they'd eat half the fucking candy before they got home because they knew I was going to take all the Reese's peanut butter cup. Well, now this year, I mean, this isn't the first year it's happened, but this year I've seen it a lot more than in re- recent years. The whole, you know, edible marijuana items being oh, God. Oh, as candy. God, like, yeah. Fuck you. These are obviously people who have no idea <laughs> about Listen, let me, let me explain something to you people. One bag of gummies costs $35. Ten. Yeah. That's like a little, like a little, well, like a little bag you would hand out on Halloween. Right. <laughs> but nobody's going to spend thousands of dollars. Okay. Even, <laughs> even if someone went out and bought one of those little bags of gummies, you know, like a few of those. And gave out one. That's a lot of money to spend. No one's fucking doing that. No one's doing it as a joke. No one. There are not fucking tons of people out there who want to dose your child. People, generally speaking, because I can't speak on behalf of everybody in the world that partakes in marijuana. But generally speaking, they're not sinister people out to like scare little kids you know like they yeah, wouldn't I, be there whenever it happened they wouldn't know if it happened or not there would be no point in it for somebody with you know sinister motivations other than just the thought that they did it and all it's going to do to the kid is make them freak out yeah when i was most. a kid when i was a kid it was those little sugar dots you know those little tiny dots on a big piece yeah. of paper well those LSD, those man. probably have lsd in them you those can't you can't yeah, and so I wasn't allowed to have any of those because like, do they know they the might street value of this? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I should yeah. have sold them to the other kids in the neighborhood. Is what I should. No have one's done. no one's gonna fucking give away that much LSD. No, but I the think fear the... was there, and it's perpetuated by the news media. You know, because they they love those kind of stupid stories, and it's never. I don't think it's ever been proven to to be real. Any of it. Yeah. No. It, it, no. Listen, the only cases have ever been family members uh, doing it to kids in the family. A um, specific target. Yeah, it, there was a specific target for the the candy. Other than that, well, it wouldn't make no sense for some stranger to give some strange kid some candy, and then that kid walks off and eats <laughs> it sometime later. They would want to see the results right. of that. Well, maybe so, unless they they're looking to cause a panic. I mean, we all know that somebody did the uh, the whole Tylenol scare thing, right? Uh, back in the eighties, and w- was never caught. Um, th- so there are people who do go out there to do like fucking crazy shit just to cause a panic. Although they don't know if that was a targeted thing or what the deal was with that one. Um, now I'll tell you who they need to go after: those fucking assholes licking the ice cream. Oh yeah, people lick ice cream. Yeah, there's a whole thing with that. Didn't that w- the one the woman who first did it there? Didn't she get like a shit ton of time though? I think so. Yeah. <coughs> well, like a, at an ice cream shop before they get no, the no, at the they grocery store, Walmart. like opening ice cream, licking it, and putting it back in the freezer. Oh yeah, that would be bad. Yeah, that needs to end. It'd probably be the same people who would eat fucking Tide Pods. Yes. Oh, did you see that they're making um, alcohol 
pods? No. Yeah, it's like a Tide pod, but it's filled with alcohol. Can't you just take a shot? Yeah, this is the picture. Now you don't have to taste it. But isn't part of the experience tasting it? <laughs> hey, <laughs> listen, I'm just I'm just telling you what they got out there. They're they're they're, they're just like the Tide Pods, but and I've I've uh, hesitated posting, oh, especially now because the the sh- the the like yeah, page has been suspended for a week. Uh, but uh, I've I've hesitated posting it on Facebook because I might get nailed for community standards. That's another thing that's gone way too fucking. I, yeah. I get that there should be some community. Yeah, the like the like page that. for the forty and slip has been down. I haven't done a fucking thing with it all week because Facebook hit me for a community standards violation. They won't tell me what it was. I appealed it. I've got no answer. Uh, they give me no fucking response. Uh, no anything. But that's part uh, so of the, I just stopped doing. That's part it. Part of this whole mentality that's been going on, and it's it's been going on since a long time. I mean, obviously with the razor blades and the apples and things like. But with the internet, it's just expanded, you know, and the fuck you can't say anything to anybody for any reason without. Yeah, it's a knee jerk reaction. Bullshit. So there was a, a, another article that pissed me off this week. There was these pumpkins that you could go to bed, bath and beyond and buy. And they were the color of the pumpkin was black and they had a white painted face on. It. So some. African-American person complained about that. The NAACP in that town complained and said it was blackface, but it wasn't blackface because it was white paint on a black pump or whatever. And Bed Bath & Beyond pulled them all because of that one. Oh, yeah. It's all, it's all new jerk reaction for everything. Anything that comes and, down the fucking pike. And I realize I'm a white guy saying this, but my God, people, you're making no, yourself see, and that's the, stupid. No, see, that's the other thing is the, the, the other thing that bothers me is you're white. You can't talk about race. Um, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I was unaware that I'm not a member of the human race. Uh, but, I was, I was black, unaware that I don't have any say or any, uh, any leg to stand black on. Blackface was definitely a racist looking. I mean, it was racist for sure. Right. Back in the day, it was racist. Of course. Mm-hmm. But a black pumpkin with a white face, there's, it's a decoration. It was it, not it, meant. It, it, it was. It's it's a culture of outrage that we're in. Everything's everybody's gonna be outraged. I am outraged. But Bed Bath and Bond also had white pumpkins with black faces, and nobody complained about those. It's, it's, it's the same thing, just reversed. It's, 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 it's stupidity. The whole, all of it, stupidity. Listen, uh, who is the um. The uh, uh, the NBC host. She was on Fox. She went to Megan. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. What the fuck's her name? <clears throat> she loses Megan her job. Kelly? Megan Kelly. Uh, not a Megan Kelly fan at all. But her losing her job for simply asking the question about blackface. That was, I think, that was uh, one of the most uh abhorrent knee-jerk reactions ever like literally she just asked the question like she had the discussion about it and because she had the discussion that we can't have that we can't even talk about it there wasn't there was another fuck is that i don't read a lot of news because it always pisses me off when i read it so but this week for some reason it kept popping up on my fucking facebook page and i read them 
So the other one was there's a school district somewhere. I can't remember where it was. And they want to hold back children from going to the prom if they have an overdue lunch bill of $75. Okay. So they haven't paid for their lunch all year. First of all, if you can't pay for your lunch, you qualify for free and reduced lunches in most cases. If you don't qualify for free and reduced lunches, your parents have the ability to pay that bill generally. But when I was in high school, they held back things like that. But there's so much outrage that they're going after poor people with this holding back prom because these people didn't pay for their lunch. They should they shouldn't have to pay for their lunch and be able to do everything else. I'm like, dude, there's no they're not going after poor people. They're going after people who owe a fucking bill, you know, and it. It just pisses me off that the whole mentality nowadays is you're 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 going after this culture or this race or this person just because of their situation. And it's generally not even the case. They just want to get paid because the state doesn't cover all that stuff, you know? If they have an outstanding lunch bill, it has to be paid so that they can provide lunch to the people who are paying, you know? Well, that's been that, that type of thing has been going on for a long time where people cherry pick things to be outraged about and to um uh, rally behind for causes this this has gone on for ages when i was in school though if you didn't have all your bills paid you didn't get a yearbook you didn't get your high school diploma if you graduate you had to have everything paid for before you could do any of that stuff yeah and so it's no different than any other school district out there that does the same thing and And there's just I, I would find it hard pressed to find a school out there where if a kid couldn't afford a meal and was hungry that they wouldn't feed them. This school did. But, have, but, but obviously there's places where it's happening though. This school I don't think so. I think yes. you have situations yeah. because of like what we have now in schools where you got like a bunch of people who probably wanted like an extra slice of pizza or something or wanted a soda or whatever and didn't pay for it, put it on their student account or yeah. whatever, and just never paid the bill. And mom and dad's pissed off at them for doing it. So they're not going to pay the bill. I know kids that like had their lunches paid for or had lunches that they took every day and they still run up like a huge lunch bill and then sprung it on their parents at the end of the year. Yeah. Oh yeah. My kids did it. You know, my kids would buy extra shit and then I'd have to pay for it. But but I would pay for it because it's my obligation to the school, not to my children. Right. So I can't let the school hang just because my my children made a bad decision. Right. But like you said, I they're they offer free lunches for a reason. You know, they offer reduced lunches for a reason. Easy to qualify for free and reduced lunches. 90%, 90%, not, I don't know about 90%, but in the school districts my kids went to, almost every kid was on free lunches or reduced lunches. Yeah. yeah. Because the threshold is very high. So, And there's they, always, they use, at least here, I can't say always, but here, even they still offer like a plate lunch for like a dollar. Like yeah, even and, if you're and, not and, on reduced lunch. And yeah, and, and I think in these instances where these kids have the bills, you're talking like a la carte lunches. Right. Where the these kids are going through and picking out what they want 
They can afford to go to prom, but they can't afford, you know, the 70. Right. And that's that's the thing. And I think what you're finding, like there's a lot of entitled fucking asshole kids out there um, who are raised by shitty parents. You know, it happens. There's a lot of uh, shitty entitled parents out there who think, oh, this is my child. My child's going to get the best. If I don't pay for it, oh, oh, the fuck. Well, you're still going to give it to them. Yeah, you know. I mean, there there is a lot of that. the The problem is, is that it muddies the waters for the kids that deserve the shit. It's you know, raising an asshole generation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, um, one of the things I'm I'm proud of my son is that he fucking notices it. He sees it. <laughs> I have to I have to admit that there's been times where I've been not the greatest parent and gave my kid things that he shouldn't have had. You know. Mm-hmm. Because I felt I didn't have this when I was his age. I want to do this for him, that kind of thing. But that isn't the right way to be a parent, you know? right? Uh, just giving in to everything. And now that he's eighteen and he's an adult, it's it's still difficult for me when he calls me and asks for something. Yeah. When I'm getting better. Well, <laughs> I know? think entitlement is one of the worst things that we can possibly teach. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I'm guilty of some of that. I, I ran into a, a group of kids with a with a at a, a restaurant recently with their parent slash parents. I think it was just one parent, but I was absolutely horrified by the way that these kids acted, and like the parent just didn't give a fuck. And you see it. I see it a lot. I I used to see it where I used to work. I used there's this fucking douchebag I used to work with, who would constantly talk about his boys. And every time he talked about his boys, all I could think of was your two sons are pieces of garbage, because you allow them to be. In fact, probably encouraging them. Yeah, because he'd come into work and he'd talk about it. And he'd laugh. He'd giggle. Ah. This is what they did last night. <laughs> yeah, you fucking douche. You're raising a fucking generation of cunt heads. Yeah. And then we wonder why we're in the situation we are with the mentality of people nowadays. Yeah. I blame well, the it, 60s. It's just, it's 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 <clears throat> a lot of it's just disgusting and it's 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 plain ignorance. How do we go for respect from respect? You know, the 1950s, everybody pretty much respected everybody else. It seems. Uh, like, I'm sure Steve, there was a lot Steve, of I, shit going I don't, on. I, there was a lot of people that weren't respected in the 1950s. Yeah. See, well, you know what I'm anybody saying. who goes to that, they don't they don't pay attention. They're not they're not looking at shit. In, and Matt's absolutely right. There, there was whole fucking portions of people that were disrespected. Well, yeah, women, I know that. Black people. I understand that. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying the the youth respected their parents. It seemed like for mo- for the most part. No, I don't think so. Um, you know? Nope, I don't. Maybe it's just how it was portrayed to everybody. Yeah, you know, that's it. We, it was propaganda it because it was pro- portrayed that way. Yeah, because all the TV shows had fucking you know everything was portrayed as mom and dad slept in separate beds and you know everything was fucking beautiful and wonderful and everything was Pleasantville. Yeah, that's the only reason people think that it was garbage, just like it is today. 
It was, Matt, it's always I mean, been bad. bad shit has always happened. Right. That's what I mean. I don't as think long it as there's as been widespread. people, as long as there's been people, there's always been garbage. There's always been bullshit. I mean, look at what was happening in the Wild West. People were just shooting each other fucking willy nilly. Right. That's why I'm saying bad shit's always happened. I just yeah. don't think it was like as commonplace. Oh, I do. I think it's always been commonplace. I think the the I think that we just the the fact that there's so many more people on the planet now, we see much more garbage. And now, especially with like the advent of the internet and media and everything, we see it every day. We don't because we don't see even see it at we see it by far at a higher rate than what we saw it as kids, Matt. I mean, I, think I, about I the, agree, yeah. think about the news cycles when we were children, and think about the news cycles now. And it's a totally different thing, right? Because we're allowed to talk more about things, but at the same time, we're being censored more about what we can talk about. Yeah, like we trade it out, like. As a kid, you would never sit down and watch a sitcom that had like rape in it and like the word dick. And now both of those things are allowed. But at the same time, you know, uh, a a certain joke or something nowadays would like get the show jerked off the air whenever it was. Oh, yeah. And I'm not talking about like Archie Bunker or anything to that. No, well, no, there's certain portions of speech that are being like, I won't say taken away, but they're being demonized. Like whole sections of like, or it's even gone beyond speech. Right. And it's gone beyond the norm. Yeah. And I don't know. I think, like I said, I think we've always been, or like we were saying, there's always been a portion of people who's gar- who are garbage, and there there's always going to be. I mean, for instance, as a kid watching commercials about McDonald's with Ronald McDonald on there, never did it cross my mind that black people or gay people or Asian people or any minority any grouping of people outside of white people, none of those people were allowed to eat at McDonald's or enjoy McDonald's because they weren't in the commercials. But now it's treated as though that's how everybody thinks. So now they don't put, it's like McDonald's is afraid to put white people as the lead of their commercial. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? They went completely in the other direction. But right, I, they're overcompensating for things. I went back and watched a bunch of old TV commercials just for fun because I enjoy that sort of thing. And the, the racial mix in commercials back in the day was pretty much the same as it always has been. I mean, there wasn't there was a lot of African Americans and Asians in those commercials, and I thought to myself, man, if you think what people say now is these people have always been oppressed, and they have been. Don't get me wrong. People oppress people because that's what we do. But they were there, you know, and so like I was watching a. But yeah, but you're talking about but you're talking about the right. You're talking about the 70s and 80s when they started shoving them in there. Like, because that's what you had to do. If you go like the the big joke is the the big the big joke is always the fucking Sunny D commercials. You know how they had to have one of everybody. 
in the fucking yeah. Sunny D commercials. You know, but like it, if you watch toy commercials from the early '80s or the late '70s, you know, whenever toys was a really big thing for kids, uh, you didn't see like a little white kid playing with a little black kid. Yeah, you saw two little white kids playing together. Generally, yes. But at the same time, nowadays it's they'll have a toy commercial. 1978. Where's there the black kid at? Where's the black the kid? kid? Yeah, yeah, where is he? Yeah. So for her. But nowadays for you wouldn't her. find a white kid on the package. Or you would find right. like a complete diverse group of kids, you know. Right. And then Which, and, and and another thing that's going on in this age too, Matt, is the demonization of the quote unquote cis white male. Yes. Yes. But see, here's the deal. I don't have any issues with them doing that in commercials. My issue is the fact that as a little kid, whenever it was lacking, I did not have those thoughts. Right. Kids, I didn't, I didn't kids don't there. have racist right. thoughts. They're right. taught racism. Right. And that's Correct. the problem. It doesn't, the commercial doesn't fucking matter. Right. The I joke on up, TV doesn't matter. Correct. I grew up on a farm where people would come to the farm and pick their own produce and a good portion. It was a very, diverse group of people who came to the farm. I grew up with that and it never racism never crossed my mind ever because I grew up, but my granddad who ran the farm had problems. You know, he had issues with certain races and that comes from him being from the generation he was from where well, was I've, so often, I've often told people that, you know, when my, uh, my stepmother's has, uh, there's mixed kids in the family. And when they introduced us to them, they made a point to sit us down and talk to us. And in a way, I, you know, in retrospect, I kind of get it. But it's like we were kids. You could have just introduced us to each other and we'd have been fine. Yeah. You know, I'd have been fine meeting them. And hey, I'm a kid, too. You know, like if I can, you don't like you were saying, yeah, we're kids. Think, we don't think about that other bullshit. No, you know, hey, you're just a kid. Hey, you're into this shit too. All right, let's go fucking the swim one news story. Go hang out. The one news, the one news story that actually cheered me up this week was a, a story about these two kids who met in preschool, and they were inseparable, boy and a girl, and they eventually grew up, separated, and got back together and got married. Mm -hmm. well, the boy was white. The girl was, I, I, she was from India, so she was dark skinned Indian. Mm -hmm. The article never mentioned it. Never mentioned it. Just put them out there as a regular. It shouldn't have to mention. Yeah, it shouldn't have to. Right. Exactly. And that made me happy. Now, <laughs> however, the, the, the there is a problem when it comes to media reporting, when it comes to criminals, when it comes to their skin color. Uh, uh, the, yes. The, where they will not mention skin color when it comes to, well, we're looking for... <laughs> a male yeah and it's like that is kind of the the time when it's kind of most important <clears throat> to know what the person looks like um but yes i agree with you steve in that case we don't we don't need to know the two people you, you can they found each other if again you want, if you they want get to make together. your judgments you make your judgments if you don't you don't and I, I think which is all fine and dandy and and it is nice that they didn't mention you know the ethnic background of either one however mm -hmm. if it had been 
two people of the same ethnic background, would it have been an article to begin with? The article was, uh, it went viral, not because of their skin color. It went viral because of the story, how they met in preschool. They separated right. for a lot of years right. and how they got back together. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it would have still been an article. Yeah. Because they never mentioned, they did mention that she was adopted from India way at the end of the article, but th it wasn't part of the actual story. You know what I mean? So, and, and only because they wanted to, his, her mom and dad kind of met the same way that she met uh, the boy and that's, and they were giving the background and it was great. What? Who the fuck? It? Put that up so I can read it. Hey, cunthead. Oh, my kids are far you from angels. To what we said? Do we think kids are naturally angels? I don't. I don't think I got that from anywhere. My kids I, were yeah, assholes. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Look up You're the, the Beaver family in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Stupidity. We're talking about you. Jesus. No, they, nobody said they're angels. I'm saying racism is taught. Hatred is taught. Yes. That, 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 that was my entire point. Like, holy old fucking hell. No, kids are generally assholes. <laughs> yeah. Mine were. Mine were, and they'll they'll tell me they were. I you was know, an asshole. Know. I was an I, asshole. Some people say I still am. I mean, they're stupid. I but definitely am. Whatever. <laughs> I, I'm an angel, but sure you are, Steve. No, we I I agree. Kids can be some of the meanest fucking people out there to each other, especially, you know, especially high school was a tough time for me. You know, and I'm sure it was for some of you guys. too. But listen, if you, uh, uh, Walter, don't want to accept the fact that parenting has a big part of how kids act. Then you are fucking oblivious. I have I don't two. Think... I have two children. So, yes, I'm very fucking well aware. I have three. And you have to look at the bigger picture whenever it comes to parenting. Because you can put up the argument that, well, you know, I didn't do any of that. I didn't, I didn't teach my kid and then they still act like this. Right. But what about the parents of the kids that they're hanging out with that they're trying to act like and trying right. to fit and, in with? And that's another place I failed as a parent. I let my kids hang out with, I didn't want to be that parent who said, no, you can't have this friend. But by doing that, I went too far sometimes, you know, yeah. and let them hang out with the idiots, yeah. you know? And so they're, and that's bad parenting and I'm guilty of it. Right. So, but I also don't think everything should be blamed on. Well, everybody, parenting. everybody is, if you want to call it guilty, everybody is guilty of making mistakes or having, you know, afterthoughts about things that they could have done differently. That's just part of the gig. You know, my, my son to this day, I let him hang out with a certain group of kids. And he's like, dad, why did you let me hang out with those kids? And, you know? and again, like, you know, like I, like I was saying before, if you're a parent and you're seeing activity, things that are happening and not asking questions, you're not fixed. You're not doing anything to change or fix the situation. Or you're not trying to, you know, curtail any of this shit, right. then you're encouraging it. But also it does go a little bit to the other side, too, like. Anytime my kids got in trouble in school, what the first thing those the teachers would ask is, well, "What's going on at home?" So it can it 
and it doesn't always have to be something going on at home. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But that's the first thing that they ask. And so then my kids would come up with something that's going on at home that wasn't. And I, you get children's services called on you and some bullshit. So. And you also have the situation, how we were talking about media and television and the things that are put out there and how, you know, it's changed over the years. Well, guess what? Your fucking kids are seeing the same shit. Only they're seeing it whenever they're kids. It's tougher to be a kid nowadays, but it's also tougher to be a parent. Like because uh, of that stuff. You know, like the uh videos of like hostages being decapitated, you know, that like found their way onto the internet that people watched, you know. I I chose not to watch them personally. I know a lot of people did, you know, whatever. But I'm saying, guess what? Your fucking eight year old had access to the same fucking video. Some of the most popular websites out there for kids to go and watch videos are videos of kids fighting you know mm-hmm. like doing fucked up shit like snapchat <laughs> like snapchat has everything on it and it's mostly kids i just gotta say something real quick here you're not paying attention to what your kids checking out or what to say something do. Walter Manson has the most fucked up logic I've ever seen. <laughs> Sorry, Walter. Natural. Kids are not born racist. If, if you want to make what? the argument that they are, Christ. then, what? then you're the problem. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Could you fucking make yourself a goddamn Halloween decoration? <laughs> Go get a fucking Let rope. me guess, Walter. You're going oh, as Hitler God. again this year? <laughs> Kids are not born racist. Kids are not born anything. We teach them to be what they are, whether we like it or not, whether we teach them correctly or not. They're not born into that. There's no way you can convince me that they are. Are they? Can they be assholes? Absolutely. Can we parent them correctly or parent them badly? Absolutely. Jesus. But they're not born racist. They're not. They may be born gay. That might be true. I don't know. But they're not. Certainly not born racist. Nobody is. You put two babies in a room together. They have no fucking clue. You put two toddlers in a room together. They're going to play together because they're both kids. That's all they know. Racism is wrong. On any level. Thank you. And whenever a little kid does something wrong, they try to hide it from the parent because inside they know the difference between right and wrong in a general sense in a general sense. So if anything, they would avoid being racist. If there was anything involving that, that they were born with. I don't know any child who's been born into a diverse situation, you know, in a school, let's say that had a very diverse mixed that ended up being racist. No, I don't know any. It's, a, it's, a, it's it just doesn't happen that way. It's so ignorant. God Almighty. <clears throat> yeah. Anywho, on that note, gentlemen, it's been fun. I'm out. Yeah, I, I have to tap out on that one. Hey, Walter, come on back next week. We'll have some more fun. <laughs> Cody Chris Mathau 
says, remember when we saw Spider-Man when we were 16? Haha, good times. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You had I to... might know who that is. They might have to remind me, but I don't know. Yeah, I didn't see Spider-Man. <clears throat> this I is bad. Movies. The 40 and Slip episode 104. I do believe it's 104. Is it 104? Sure. That's 100. what you said at the beginning. Sure. Uh, Halloween decorations. If you like this shit, hit the little thumbs up button. If you don't, hit the little thumbs down button. Leave a comment. Subscribe. <clears throat> you can check out our good friend, Mr. Matt Knapp, down there in the corner at uh, youtube.com forward slash Bigfoot Crossroads and youtube.com forward slash Cryptid Tales. You can hear his nice, new, smooth, buttery smooth microphone on his video. Yeti-X. The Yeti X. Uh, check out us on anchor.fm forward slash the 40 and slip. I usually have the uh, audio uploaded to anchor uh, a few hours after the show. Uh, check out Richard Allen's comic strip on Facebook. That's uh, Bigfoot and with Keith and Colin. Uh, you can check out our good friend uh, Phil Poling at youtube.com forward slash para breakdown. And uh, Phil also likes to send me intros. Uh, for those of you who would like to know, he does. And as always, check out our good friend Dreadfun at dreadfun.com and youtube.com forward slash dreadfun. He's been at the Niagara Falls Comic Con Terror Fest, some shit this weekend, posting videos. I, I would have been throwing him on the like page, but the like page has been down this yeah, week because of those bastards. Yes. Um. Oh yeah, pussies the lot. We're pussies the lot of us. Hey, whatever. Walter. Walter has a cool icon. Eat shit. I mean, really. Like pussies the lot of you. We had plenty to say. We destroyed your fucking logic. You're a cunt head. You're part of everything that's wrong with this country, or world, wherever you're from. So come back next week. We'll trash you again because you're a piece of shit. How's that? Think that's enough, Steve? It sounded very pussy-like. Okay. See ya!